and that's the thing, right? Is when it comes to, you know, failing at something, mm-hmm. like you said, you're going to learn something from you're it. Gonna you're going to get it. some sort of knowledge from what you failed at. Mm-hmm. And that's going to only make you better. And that's something that I think a lot of people got to know is that when you fail in something, you'll get better every time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sun 14 podcast. I'm here with Supreme. Yo, what's good? What's good? What up? What up? Yeah. Um, man, dude, we've been talking for an hour plus. <laughs> yeah. Just without <laughs> things rolling. I was like, we got to get this we on, gotta camera. Get it on camera. <laughs> we got to get it on camera. But uh, yeah, you were just before we started recording, you were telling me about um, your trip to Florence. Yeah, dude. What happened there? Okay, so it was cool there. It was really fun, but it was also like really hot. Mm-hmm. Like the thing is with the house that we we're staying at, there was like no AC. There was an AC, only one, but it was in the party room and it was kind of only used for like when you have big events like parties and stuff like that. And it was a really good AC, but everywhere else in the house, no ac it was just only a fan in one bedroom another fan in another bedroom and it was just kind of like that for every room in the house and sometimes the fan in my room it wouldn't even work i would turn it on it just kind of goes super slow and it just wouldn't do anything i turn it off come back 30 minutes later it then works i'm just like what i'm just like sitting in the hot sun i'm just like okay i'm hoping it's gonna work in a bit but if not then i'm just gonna basically just Get a heat stroke or something. I know, dude. No, no AC, no fan, dude. That's crazy. No, I'm gone, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I, I was there in 2017, and it was probably one of the hottest heat I've ever experienced in my life. I'm telling you, bro. It's I, it's more hot than in LA, bro. LA people say, nah, it's super hot here. It's yeah. like hella. There's something like, about humidity, I think, that especially in that Mediterranean region. Yeah. That that ocean breeze, that moisture combined with the actual heat. Yeah. Bro, it gets you. It gets you so much. You should see the the waters at like Italy, like mm-hmm. the beaches and stuff. Water is super warm. It's almost as warm as like the Bahamas really? water, basically. Wow. It's it's really crazy. Damn. Yeah, dude. It's it, it's a weird thing that 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 place is it, it's beautiful but there's certain times that the heat's just crazy i know man it, but, but it was cool though i got yeah. to see my family members and stuff like uh, that so that, that that's like the cool yeah. thing about it yeah so you have your part italian i, I would yeah assume. so my mom is my mom's italian mm-hmm. and my dad he's actually like middle eastern Okay. And he he's from um he's from Kuwait. He basically came from there. My mom, you know, she came from Florence. Yeah. And it's kind of like a mixed. It's kind of like a mixed thing. It's weird, but in a cool way because you got one parent that's you know Italian. You got another per- a parent that's from you know Kuwait. All mm-hmm. that stuff. So you got a Christian, Muslim, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's cool. Definitely. Let me ask you a question. Which food is better? <laughs> that's that's a tough one. Uh. I'd have to say Italian food. I Italian, just, yeah. my mom, since she cooks all the time, mm-hmm. I love her for that. And it's like, she makes the best food, bro. Yeah. Her pasta can't <laughs> compete with anyone. Her pizza can't compete with anyone. Bro. I know, like, especially from like actually uh, being from Florence, having family in Florence. Dude. Exactly. Yeah. Like the focus of Domino's, we got homemade pizza. I know, homemade <laughs> pizza, bro. And it's better than anything else. Like Exactly. It's crazy. There's something, yeah, there's, there's, a difference between restaurant and homemade, like, uh, for, especially if like my mom and my parents are Indian. Mm-hmm. And so 
any Indian food, you, you like, you take us to any Indian restaurant, it's not as good as my mom's yeah, cooking. Like, it has to be the homemade yeah, food. Yeah. And that's the thing, because a lot of people, I feel like, eat only like fast food or food mm. outside, and they get so used to it that they don't really like the homemade food that much. And it's like, eh, I mean, McDonald's is better. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like, nah, bro. It's like, if you grew up on like homemade, homemade food, food, healthy, it, you know, exactly. there's certain ingredients used that exactly. the flavors there. Yeah. It's, it's different. And you got places like McDonald's in and out Burger King. It's just all like processed, processed fast yeah. and stuff like that. And it's this country, it, like for the most part is one of the only, I'm not, I'm not going to say only countries, but one of the biggest countries that does it that way. And it's so accepted that's, to have this much processed food that we're giving out to people. That's the thing, bro. And that's why there's like a lot of people in the United States specifically that's like really <laughs> obese and fat. I know. Yeah. And it's just kind of like when you when you look at the numbers and it's just you look at other countries numbers like, damn, bro. Like we doing something wrong. <laughs> we definitely doing something wrong. Like we turning, we turning a whole generation fat. <laughs> yeah, and just for money. Exactly, bro. You're just gonna have all those fat people on like the electric like scooters that are meant for people who can't walk. And it's yeah. like those fat <laughs> like people that they can't walk. Shit. Yeah, that, people. <laughs> those, it's like, bro, those fat people can't walk anymore because they just eat Chef Boyardee and like pizza pockets all day. Yeah, remember in Wally, there was just like a, a ship full of fat people because they, they were just sitting they on the chairs. Walk, bro. They were just sitting on the chairs the whole time. Like for 10 years, they just sat on chairs. One thing about that movie is that those fat people, when I look back and I realize how disgusting it is, it's like they're basically eating or drinking food in a cup. Yeah. That's that, that shit's so nasty, bro. And it's Hopefully like Hopefully it doesn't get to that point. But there's probably something out there like that. There's today. Gonna, there there's going to be is. a company, bro. There's going to be a company <laughs> who's going to make it introducing our uh, our new food in a cup. As you can see, we got pizza, we got donuts, we got pasta in a cup. In a cup. Yeah. And it's like Nah, it's gonna get to it's that sustainable, point. biodegradable packaging. Bullshit, bro. It's all gonna be bullshit. <laughs> Just grow some real food, bro. Exactly. Shit bro. that grows in the ground. You gotta do it like the old days. You gotta grow some food, some tomatoes, carrots, stuff like that. You yeah. eat it the healthy way. My parents, like my mom, I remember talking she, to the uh, oh, yeah, yeah. My my mom, she would like what's it called? I remember um before we moved mm -hmm. in uh, another house that we were at it was a bigger house. She would always go outside and she was always like, you know, grow foods like tomatoes, lettuce and stuff like that. And we would actually use that and make, you know, the food with it. But like nowadays, it's kind of like people don't do that. It's just kind of like, you know, I'll just go to the store and buy some processed tomato because I, I have this feeling that a lot of the foods, even like if it's just like, you know, like foods like tomatoes or lettuce and everything, there's got to be some in it that like got manufactured and put out into those shelves. I don't feel like it's just the raw food by itself. Yeah. It's got to be some in it. There's something, yeah. I, I could be wrong though. I know, yeah, but there, there, there has to be some type of change because people. I think if you if you do do it like this for too long, then it's irreversible. Like That's it, the thing, bro. It's gonna be too easy for, uh, or it's gonna be harder for companies to change after a certain point. Yeah, and that's, and, like, the problem with it because then you have all these companies just making, like, all these processed foods, fats, and all this stuff, mm -hmm. and it's just giving it to people. And then it's just, like I said, it's going to make a whole generation full of fat people. Yeah. And it's... it's and it's our, our choice. Like, it's our duty to understand that what this is. Like, it, it, it we shouldn't be yeah. blindly following 
just because companies are making exactly. it and just because it's easy and it's convenient. It's convenient, easy, and it's like... And the thing that pisses me off is that there's fat people trying to defend this. Like, on TikTok and shit, you got these people like, fat phobia. Like, what do you mean? Go just run on a treadmill for 30 minutes. Like, damn. Like, you just got to lose some weight. Don't call it fat phobic because no one wants to be fat. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everyone wants to try to, like, you know, find some way to stay healthy, whether it be going to the gym, having proper diet, you know, trying to, you know, drink healthy. Like, I stopped drinking soda for like a while for like a bit now Mm -hmm. because i i i realized how much like sugar and stuff is in it yeah and it's just like i don't want to be that my like my normal habit where i go to the store buy me a Mm coca-cola drink it and then be like okay i'm gonna go to the store and get me another coca-cola because i'm finished and this is good and it's like nah i gotta only drink water sparkling water and sometimes even green tea yeah that it's you have to keep uh a toll on what you're putting in your body because I think what what's the famous quote you are what you eat yeah and that, basically you know that's that I believe that wholeheartedly because you feel different when you eat healthy food you you yeah you think better you're you're more clear and yeah anytime I, I eat like Chick-fil-A or something I'm like always groggy for like three hours yeah you know, like there's <laughs> this fried food that there's a line to get there's a line and I'm not saying Chick-fil-A is bad, but like I'll, I'll eat it like one, maybe once Chick-fil-A, a month bro. or whatever, but like I don't eat it every day or I don't eat it every week. Like it's, it's something that I might have every once in a while. No. Yeah, dude. And the thing is, is like, I love Chick-fil-A. I think it's really good. Chick-fil-A but is fucking amazing. bro. Yeah. Amazing. And it's kind of like, I want to try to start eating like kind of fast food, like way less. If I do, it would probably be like, maybe like once twice maybe even three times a month i want to kind of slow down on it because mm-hmm. recently bro because i've been like hanging out with one of my homies <laughs> we've been going to like fast food place eating i'm like oh my god bro i gotta stop eating so much shit yeah. oh my god but it's kind of like i'm gonna try to like kind of slow down on that mm-hmm. and make it to where it's like i'm gonna mainly be eating food at home because i know how to make kind of like the basic foods you know pasta or eggs or sandwich and stuff i make myself like a mean ass like bagel with like turkey bacon uh avocados and eggs bro yeah this is gas like yes. if you haven't tried one bro you gotta try okay it. uh yeah I'll, I'll definitely try it hell yeah yeah but yeah do you, there there has to be a, a different incentive or, or a, a bigger incentive to make healthier food and i i know it's starting up a little bit like there's hello fresh and like all these delivery yeah. things but you there has to be a little more change in that regard yeah, because but, you could just tell like the, the the shit that they put in food, like even looking at a McDonald's burger, like you just know that, that that's like manufactured. That's yeah. not like cooked. <laughs> it's, it's not cooked. It's manufactured. It's not cooked in a home <laughs> kitchen. They put that in a factory and put pink goop in it. Yeah, bro. it's horrible. Nah, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. Cause like I want to try to also cause what I want to try to learn, I want to try to learn how to like make like you know, burgers on, like, the grill and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I want to learn how to make, like, steaks on the grill <laughs> because I, I love burgers. I love steaks. I always get yeah. it, like, medium rare. And it's, like, every time I eat it, I want to eat it from, like, home. But, like, sometimes with burgers, bro, kind of a lot of time I'm always, like, I don't know. Because the fast food stuff from from here in America is it's grown on me so much to where it's, like, I always be, like, yeah, the... Uh, like, you know, I want to get like a homemade burger, but I mean, 
that McDonald's looking pretty that good McDonald's, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's always like in that conf- in that conflicting thing where it's like I don't know if I want to eat homemade food or fast food, but I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of the the learning thing, I I, I wish cooking was taught in school. That's what I do. What's crazy? I actually had a class at school. Mm-hmm. It was in middle school. It was home ec. It would home basically ec, yeah. teach you like the basic needs of life. It would basically teach you like you know how to invest. I mean, how to save up your money. Mm-hmm. You know, do taxes and stuff like that. They even teach you how to sew. How to like cook food? Yeah. There would be like this day. It'd be like every week. It would switch between a diff- different course. It would mm-hmm. be like food, and then it would be like you know how in the sew. Um, then it would be uh, what's it called? Um, what, like uh, learning how to do taxes and stuff like that. I think there was also I'm not sure, but I I think there was another thing there. I forgot what it was about, but yeah. it was all useful stuff. And like the one with the food, it was really good because it was kind of like you make your own like salad and stuff yeah. like that. You add your own stuff to it, and you have everyone try it. They put some on their plate and stuff like that. And I honestly like I think that if schools do this more it can teach people how to do things on their own because now people expect other people to do things for them or you know yeah they just expect to to go to a restaurant or whatever and and not have the skills to to do it and like i know we have youtube but and stuff but i think me personally i don't know how to like cook well or anything like exactly i i wish that there was something taught at a young age so that it's not as hard to to learn it, you know, like yeah. it, you already had the fundamentals down at a young age. So you could just learn more if you want to later. Yeah, because right. I want because, I, you know, like I said, I want to try to learn more on the fundamentals and like how to make food and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I only know how to make the basics. So yeah. if, if I were in a situation where I'm just by myself for like a month or whatever, I know, I know <laughs> what to make. I know what to make. I'll just go to the store, give me some eggs, some pasta. That's all I'll be eating. Yeah, now, I know like. <laughs> I know, like, a lot of college students, they'd just be surviving on Maruchan. So Maruchan, it's kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like... <laughs> well, that's also terrible for you, you know? Oh, yeah, dude, it's horrible. I remember one time I wanted to try it because I was like, I wonder what this tastes like. I tried it. I thought it was good at first, and now I look back at it. I tried it again. I was like, dude, this is so bad. Why did I like mm-hmm. this? And it's like, oh, I know why, because it's fast, easy. You pour some water in it, cook it up for, like, five <laughs> minutes or so. Boom, you got yourself a lunch. Yeah, you got it. And... It- they're all convenient things I think are easy. And we talked about it before the podcast that all things that are, are good for you and, and that make you a better person is hard. Like it's, yeah. it, all the uh, successful people, whatever they do, it's hard to do those things. And yeah. what, what most people want in their life, it's hard to do those things. So uh, it's, it's something that I think we got to take upon ourselves to realize that, you know, this, the way I, I've been eating and maybe it's not been beneficial to me and maybe I'm not getting the right exercise. There's I've been lacking in this area and make a, a a sort of assessment on your life and realize, okay, we got to make some changes. Yeah. Like for me, like with, like when I, um, before I went to Italy, I was going to the gym with one of my homies, right. And I would go there like almost every single day. But then after I left Italy, I kind of started lacking on that because Mm -hmm. I came back and after being in Italy for so long, <laughs> yeah, the lifestyle is different. The different, bro. it's different, bro. Because the thing is, and it, what's strange in Italy is that you never see fat people there. Yeah. It's always just 
skinny people because people in Italy actually know how to eat correct food. They're mm-hmm. not eating processed food. They're actually eating food that's actually grown in a field yeah. or whatever. You know? And it's not that they don't eat a lot. Like Italian people exactly. eat a lot of food, but it's just the quality of it. And also they're not rushing. Yeah. They're not like, okay, I got, I have five minutes to eat lunch and they fucking quickly eat lunch. No, they they have a meal. Yeah, bro. like it's a it's calm. Like they be having like pasta that's like like if you weigh it's like two hundred forty grams, <laughs> yeah. and it's like damn, bro, like you eating hello, but then you don't see them gain any weight, and it's just because like they know how to eat correctly, mm-hmm. and I think that's like something that uh, a lot of people should know. I know like that there's health classes and stuff at school where it's like you gotta learn how to eat healthy. You know, if you eat like this, you'll become like this. I had a teacher. For my um for my health class, she was always <laughs> drinking a diet like diet Pepsi, diet Dr Pepper, yeah. diet Coke, and I'm just like, bro, like, like how am I supposed to learn to be healthy if you're not healthy? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> no, and then like what was also funny, I forgot to tell you, but uh-huh. when I was in um I think ninth grade or tenth grade, they actually got rid of that like home ec class I told you about. Oh, really? Because apparently they said there's not really a use for it. Like the fuck you the mean? Fuck? Yeah. There is a use for it. Like you need that to learn how to do basic things in life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, pay taxes, you know, save up money, all that stuff. And it's like yeah. getting rid of it isn't going to help anyone with anything. It's in fact, it's gonna make it harder for people to learn how to do things. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I have both my parents who you know, I'm glad they both teach me how to like, you know, finance my money. Like my dad, he helps me finance my money. He helps me pay for taxes. He tells me how to do it yeah. and all that. That's more info I learned than like fucking 12 years in school. <laughs> 12 bro. years of school. Yeah. Like, damn, bro. Definitely. It's, it's crazy. I learned more on YouTube than any, any other Exactly, bro. Ever. Be- and that was funny because before I started doing better with my music, I actually, I remember my parents were offering me to go to like this music academy type place where it's like kind of like a university for people who want to do music Mm -hmm. as their job yeah and i'm just like i don't know about this and then i see how much it costs it's like thirty thousand dollars i'm like holy shit damn i know and i was like okay yeah there's no way i'm gonna do this and if anything there's probably information from these classes i can just watch online all i gotta do is just pull up like an internet money video and watch some like producer who worked with juice world or something just show me how to make beats i'm yeah. like that's all i need to know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i know dude there, there's so much you could learn and this internet thing and youtube and the resources we have you know, knowledge is basically free now exactly and that's why you got all these like people online who just doing everything at home like i've never seen so many people make music at home than i did before mm-hmm. and it was kind of crazy to me seeing that because these these people who making music, they like 15, 16, 14, 13, and they just making like hits on their phone. And that's crazy to me because now you don't even like there's people who don't even need to use a computer anymore. They're just using band lab on their phone yeah. and making like a rap song <laughs> blows up like that. That uh, was it that clappers kid. He was like that one kid who made um that one song on TikTok. I forgot what it was uh, called. I think I heard I heard of his name. Um. He's got, Not like, sure. a little fat, yeah, like, glasses and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, he made that one song on BandLab, and I remember I actually saw it before it blew up on TikTok, oh. and then it just, like, a day later, it just blows up. And yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, he was asking people, he's like, do you guys want me to drop this? 
everyone in that chat was saying, drop it, drop it, drop it. Yeah. And now, like, I look back at it, and I've had people basically say, like, to me, like, bro, I never fucked with that kid ever. And I look back, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't think he's that good. Because the thing is, it's like, there's a certain level of quality when it comes to, like, making music. Mm -hmm. And it's just, if you're just doing on your phone all the time, you're not going to get that good quality. Not to mention that, but... I'm going to I'm going to be real with music. Right. Because, you know, how there's people like Summers, Autumn, mm -hmm. uh, Can Can Yeet. I do not like their music really at all. I think it's so like overrated. It's just kind of like auto tune music, basically, where it's like the same type of auto tune over uh, a beat with, you know, um, these like sounds that are from the same like plug in or whatever. Yeah. And it's just. I've heard it so many times before that it's that just you're like over it. <laughs> it's over. I'm over it. My homie still fucks with it somehow. I don't know why he <laughs> fucks with it, but it's just ass to me, bro. Yeah. And I, I try to enjoy it, but it's just like, no, nah, I can't mm -hmm. because it's just at the end of the day, it's just TikTok music. TikTok music is basically kind of like those like ear candy music. You listen to it. Oh my God, this sounds really good. And then you come back to it three months later. Yo, bro, this shit sounds like ass. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that was the same thing with that Clappers kid at first. But to each their own, really. Like, if some people like it, then I, I it's fine. Like, I, I, there's definitely types of music that I like and dislike. Yeah. But if some people like what I dislike, then fuck it. Like, if you enjoy it, yeah. why not? You know? like, the, like the kid I told you about before, the Clappers kid, I, I liked his music at first. Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty good, but then like a month after hearing it everywhere, yeah. I'm like, holy bro, <laughs> this is so annoying. Dude, there's some songs that back in like 2014, I don't even know exactly, but remember Uptown Funk? Yeah. Uptown <laughs> Funk with Bruno Mars and um, Mark, what's this guy's name? Mark something. I forget. But, I don't um, remember. Yeah, with Bruno Mars song and... I remember that when that came out and it got played on the radio for a year straight. Oh my a goodness. year. And I was in middle school and I would get um, dropped off by my friend's mom every single day. Right. And she'd have the radio on and that song would be on at that time every <laughs> single day. I, I, always, I always hated radio music. I found that shit to be like kind of like overrated because it's just music. That you've heard multiple times already, yeah. but they keep playing it on loop. Because and they wait for music to get popular. Like they only play the popular, the yeah. most popular shit. So you probably heard it that. Yeah. Like you said, you probably heard it before. And then now they're playing it on the radio and they play it constantly. Yeah. Like I, I would much rather have a radio station that played like the, the most random shit, like all genres, but just like random shit that nobody knows of. Exactly. And maybe, you know, most of the songs might not be that good, but every now and then you're listening to it and now you got something, a banger that just comes out of nowhere That would, and you yeah. gotta Shazam it. And that, then, you know, That would be cool if like radio stations did that where they had like music from like smaller artists yeah. get on there. But unfortunately it's in a, the music industry is in a dominated space with the record labels and mm -hmm. how they want to promote artists. And that's why when you, you know, you heard that song from Bruno Mars, it's because this record label saw how popular this song is and kept pumping more and more money into the song to have it played on radio stations, probably be number one on like Billboard Top 100 or whatever. Yeah, all that. And they just keep pumping more and more and more money mm -hmm. into it until eventually it's just kind of like it gets like so 
repetitive and annoying where it's like, I don't want to hear this anymore. I want to <laughs> yeah. look for someone else. I, I wish that, like, radio stations kind of had, like, this system where they basically, you know, played a song by request. Like, I don't know if radio stations have ever done this, but I feel like that would be cool if, like, a radio station had, like, songs that would be played by request. Like, mm-hmm. if the if you sent it to the radio station, if they fucked with it, then they would play it on the radio for other yeah, viewers to I hear. I think uh, one of the LA stations did it. Uh, I mean, do it. But the people they ask for requests are the listeners, and the listeners are like, "Yo, play Travis Scott." This, oh <laughs> you know, like so they're <laughs> play Travis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sicko mode. <laughs> Sicko mode. Yeah. So they they only they're in the mainstream as well because that's all they. I mean, radio listeners they listen to the, the mainstream songs. They're like, "Okay, I heard this one yesterday. Play this," and then. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've lost my taste for, like, mainstream music a while ago. I've only been, like, really messing with underground music hella because mm-hmm. there's so many unknown artists that are very talented. It's just no one sees them yet until they finally blow up. Yeah. And what's funny to me is that when that artist does blow up, those same fans who were supporting them when they're underground, they kind of stop supporting them because like, oh now man, bigger, you, yeah. it's like you used to be so cool before you blew up or like <laughs> your music used to be so much better, this and that. All like, that, yeah. bro, it's the same type of music. It's just he got bigger now. Like, bro, tick- I was like, yo, TikTok ruined this guy. And in some cases it could make sense. Mm-hmm. But now I see a lot of cases where this guy has a huge song because of TikTok. And then people are just saying it got ruined, even though it didn't get ruined. It just made him bigger. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, one of the examples um, I could probably give out, personally, in my opinion, I think this song, you know that song with Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber? Yeah, yeah. Stay, I think. Yeah. yeah. I thought that music, that song was so corny at first. I thought it sucked ass, but then I kind of listened back to it, and it kind of blew up more. And I kind of, I kind of I, I like the song, but it's not something I would listen to all the time. It probably isn't ruined for me because I've heard it before. And if I hear it on like a radio or whatever, I'm not going to just turn it off and be like, nah, bro, this just ruined. (laughs) I I would probably just listen to it and that would be it. But there's other cases, you know, with songs that actually did get ruined Mm -hmm. and you know, it's the correct response for people to be like, yo, this song sucks. It's ruined. I don't want to listen to it anymore. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of a weird situation with that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I, I really wasn't on underground music until I had After Death on. Mm-hmm. Uh, After Death is fucking one of the coolest guys ever. Shout uh, out After Death. Shout out After Death. You, I mean, if yeah, I don't think we mentioned like what you do. You're a producer. Yeah. And <laughs> you also make beats for After Death as well. So I make beats yeah, for yeah. you know After everybody. Death. Yeah. Yeah. Lil Puka, Lil Bubblegum, Lato, all those people. Bro. Yeah. And so I had After Death on, and he. I started listening to his music and then his music led me on to other people's music. And I was like, I'm on this space now that I really wasn't in before. Yeah. And then I, I got in touch with um, the guys at Boxfest, mm-hmm. and they, I started listening to those artists on there. And now it's, I'm like more into the, into the underground and, but I still listen to mainstream. It's not that I, I don't listen to any mainstream yeah. artists, but I keep a balance now. I didn't even know these people made music, but yeah. now it's, you start figuring it out. Yeah, it's such a cool, like, I feel like Underground is such a cool, like, like community of, like, artists and producers just trying to make it mm-hmm. into, like, you know, the big leagues, basically. And it's a different sound, too. That's what I realized is 
I'm glad they're not just copying the mainstream. Like you're not making beats just like yeah. Tay Keith or, or Hit Boy or, or any of those guys. Like yeah. you're not just trying to copy people that uh, that are already successful yeah. in their field. You're coming up with your own creative ideas and trying to to make that work instead of doing something that's already been done. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of, like, underground music is that there's always, like, a certain type of subgenre within underground that, you know, people can discover. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the auto-tune music, even though I hate it. <laughs> it it's a certain ty- type of music that probably people still fuck with. Yeah. And then there's, you know, like, aesthetic rap where it's kind of more, like, you know... Um, sample based type music you got like jazz samples with trap drums over it, and then you have like people rapping over it with multiple vocal layers and stuff like that it's also another cool one then you got funk music you know you got hyper pop you got you know uh sigil core all that stuff and it's just like so many subgenres within underground that what that's what makes it like so special and it's like when you listen to it you don't get the sense of yeah, this shit's, like, you know, kind of boring. This shit's, like, kind of whack. You listen to it, and then you're like, this is something I've never heard before. Yeah. I want to listen to more of it. Like, back when I was, like, I would say 8th grade, ninth grade. Nah, this is, like, 8th grade. I found out about, like, X-Ski, um, Smoke Purb, Lil Pump, all the guys from South Florida. Uh-huh. And I would always listen to their music, even Lil Pump. And I know people probably going <laughs> to bash me <laughs> for this, but... I used to listen to all their music because I thought it was so fucking hard at the time. Mm-hmm. Like the hard 808s, drums, all that. And it was nothing like I've heard on the radio before. Yeah. It was just aggressive music with either screaming lyrics or like, you know, just them having like an aggressive tone to their song. Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked about it. Like hella. It was and different. It, it was, was different. Yeah. And then for sure, like when I listened to it, it gave me in some way an inspiration to want to make that like type of music. Cause at first in my, uh, YouTube channel, all of my older beats are all like X beats, ski mask beats, smoke perp beats, mm-hmm. Ronnie J type beats. It was all those, right? And then I kind of like kind of changed the style. I kind of changed my style to a different style of music. And my homie introduced me to Snot mm-hmm. and I thought his music sounded hard. And then someone else introduced me to this other artist named Heroin Father. And I listened to his music. I thought his shit was hard. Mm-hmm. And it was so different to me. It was just like samples, like really like old samples that you wouldn't even think that would sound good on like a yeah. trap beat. And I would listen to it. I'm like, whoa, this is something I've never heard before. Mm-hmm. And I kept listening to it. And this is like back in 2019. And I started making beats within that style. And that's kind of like how it I know. formed the, it. You produced uh, Down Bad with After uh, After Death, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I have that song on my playlist. Hell and yeah. I fucking listen to it every every single day pretty much. Like, it's just on repeat. Hell yeah, yeah bro. Dude. Hell and yeah. That, that beat, I mean, you, you mentioned like the the old school um, kind of uh, like samples. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the beginning of that song, you used like a, a sample. I don't even know what song it's from, but it, it's from some like I think it was from like a movie or yeah. some shit. Where it's like it was kind of like all them singing like some blues type song. Uh-huh. It's like like kind of like um that feeling that you get if you were listening to blue jazz, or like blues jazz or whatever. But it's kind of just like you know them just singing, and I thought that shit sound hard. And when I made that beat, I had inspiration from this uh song this song from Snot called Roadrunner, and he kind of used a different type of sample where it was kind of like this, like, um, 
um, what's it called? It was kind of like that same type of style of a sample where it was like, you know, these people singing. It was like some sort of, I don't know if this is the right term, but jail blues music, something yeah. like that, where it's just like them like singing in like the yard or whatever. And they kind of just took that and turned it into a trap beat. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like really hard. <laughs> yeah. So I tried to make my own version of it. And then after that, he DM me. He's like, bro, I just made some crazy with it. Yeah, dude. I was like, let me hear it. it. Was, dude, that song is one of my favorite songs right now, dude. It's so crazy. No, dude, I, it's hard. Yeah, dude. And a- after that, like, he, I think one of the, f- uh, he no, he told me, or, I think he's he stopped making music for a while right now. Yeah. But um he's gonna release like some of the stuff he already had recorded. Yeah, like unreleased music. Yeah, unreleased shit. It but, sucks because I thought like at first he was saying like, Oh, I'm I'm quitting and stuff. I was like, No, bro, like don't quit. Like yeah. if you quit, you're gonna regret it. I know, dude. I thought for sure like he was he was uh like so like this was his year, bro. Like I, I, I listened to that song and then a, a few of his other songs. I was like, dude, this is like the best music yeah. that I've listened to so far. And Luckily, you know, he's just taking a break. Yeah, right taking now, a break. So that's good. Which is good. Yeah. Get get your mind right. Cause I think that yeah, sometimes we as creators and and, and artists, we we over uh analyze everything and we don't have our mind right. Yeah. To get the the action right, sometimes we we're too in our head, and we 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 want certain results. We're not getting those results, and then we get discouraged, and then that leads to a a, a bad action. And then you're like, "See, this is what happened. Yeah, uh, I'm not supposed to do this." And then uh, you feel uh, depressed and and down bad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I I feel that though, because I've always had those moments where I would always be like damn, like, these songs I'm producing is not, you know, getting the same amount of attention as it was before, mm-hmm. but I don't let it discourage me, because I know there will be that one song that's going to blow up, and it's going to have my tag in it, all that stuff, Yeah, and it's going to be like, yeah, okay, so this is the motivation I need, and I always, I always think that, like, you know, every time I make a beat before, I like, way before, when I was making beats, and it started blowing up with, you know, like, songs with my beats in it, mm-hmm. I always thought, like, yeah, every song I'm going to make is going to be a hit. But mm-hmm. I realize that's not going to be the case. It's There's going to be some songs that are going to do good, and then there's going to be other songs that are not going to do good. Mm-hmm. It just really depends on, like, also on the production on that song. Because if you make, like, a mid-ass beat and someone raps over it, then you're thinking, okay, I could have made this beat better and all that. Or mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, it could even just be the artist or whatever. But even then, it's like... If you don't get, like, you know, the hit song, you just don't be discouraged for it, you know? You just want to make another one and keep making more. You'll mm-hmm. get that hit song. It's just going to take a bit. It's going to take time, and you have to go through the time and and learn what it feels like to not have uh, something go... Not not have something go viral and have something go viral or be successful in, in one song and then not be successful in another song because it shows you okay, there's certain things in this beat. Maybe maybe that day I wasn't feeling right. Yeah. You know, maybe that's why I have... Or like, you you start questioning why the results are like that. Yeah. Because everything starts with you. And I think... Um, who was it? I think Kobe Bryant was talking uh, at, a, at an interview or something, and, and he was asked about what he felt about the fear of 
the future or the feel of fear of failure. And he said, I don't fear failure because either way you're going to get a result. Either it's a, it's a good result or a, or a negative result. That's true. And both are results and you could learn from either or like it's, you're yeah. going to take action and you're going to get a result. Yeah. Like every time I make a, a song that's you know, produced by me, I always take that and I'm like, okay, this is good, but I want to see if I can make something even better or as good. Mm-hmm. And I, there's some times where, you know, cause a lot of times when I make beats, I've done it in a way where it's so proficient that it takes me like almost 30 minutes to an hour to make a beat. Yeah. And I, there's always going to be those days where I really want to make something really, really good. So I sit there for like two hours trying to figure out what do I want to use? How am I going to make this beat? And I'm just sitting there working on the beat. And then I'm just thinking, okay, I got to make sure this beat is extra hard. Cause if it's not bro, then no one's going to use it. You know, yeah. I try to make sure that like all of my work, is good enough. And, you know, like you said, like with the Kobe Bryant quote, you know, I don't, I don't feel, uh, I don't fear failure or anything. And it's like, that's like a good narrative to stand behind because Mm -hmm. if you are afraid of failing on anything, you know, whether it be, you know, music or videos or even on like something as simple as like a math test, then you're, you're just going to have this mindset of, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Or, no, if I if it's not good enough, then I don't know, cause you know, or like, oh man, if I fail this, then I'm I'm just not good enough. And it's like you are, you just got to put in the right amount of time and effort mm-hmm. into it, and it will be good enough. Yeah, it it takes the repetition of failure to become successful. That's true. There, like there, you like, ha- you fail in in so many different aspects just to get to the success, but if you don't fail, you can't learn. Like I, what I've realized is. All failure is just gaps of knowledge. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're standing on uh like this this puzzle piece and you don't know which floor is gonna give out. Yeah. Right? You and you might step in one direction and that might not been the wrong wrong step and you might get you might fall. Yeah. But that's it but instead of falling to your death, you respawn every time because yeah. you're not gonna die after your failure you know? yep. and that's and that's the thing right is when it comes to you know failing at something mm-hmm. like you said you're going to learn something from you're it gonna you're going to get it. some sort of knowledge from what you failed at mm-hmm. and that's going to only make you better and that's something that i think a lot of people got to know is that when you fail in something you'll get better every time every time there's not one failure that i look back on and think that why'd this have to happen to me? Like yeah. why this shit was terrible. I never look at it. Like, but in the moment you look at it that way, in the moment when failure happens, you're like, fuck, what is this shit? Like, why exactly. can't I make this work? You're like angry, you're frustrated, you're confused. And you have all these negative thoughts and emotions because you're in that moment. But the second you step out of that moment and you're, it's behind you, you realize, oh, wait, that had to happen so I could become this person. Yeah, basically. It's just you had to have this thing happen for you just so you can keep going harder every time. And it's it's just the mindset of it, right? Like there's everything in life is perspective, in my opinion. Yeah. Everything. If you look at any situation, you could look at it through many an array of lens mm-hmm. lenses, right? 
you could, your, your car could break down and you could be pissed. You could be angry. You could look, look at the price and realize, fuck, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to pay this and have all these, uh, different thoughts that aren't benefiting you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's an, uh, th- that's a perspective to have. There's also the perspective of, um, I'm glad I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Right. That's also perspective. And you could choose whichever perspective you want in any situation. When, when you fail, what's the perspective? Are you going to be down on yourself or are you going to learn from it? What's the perspective yeah. there? When you're successful, are you going to boast about it or are you going to say, okay, I, I, I understand how I got here. Now let's, let's, uh, get a larger vision, go for something else. What's the yeah. perspective, right? No, there's definitely, cause there's definitely people out there who, let's say artists, they blow up mm-hmm. and then instead of actually working more to actually become better and better, like, okay, let me spend my money on studio session time. Let me, you know, spend more money on music equipment they just go on Instagram flexing no cash, all that stuff. They're basically <laughs> saying, guys, I just got me a brand new Tesla Model X. I just got me a brand new house and stuff. And it's like, bro, it's like you you flexing your money online, mm-hmm. but you not actually, you know, having the perspective of wanting to work harder, you know? Yeah. Because if you had that perspective, you can make way more money mm-hmm. than what you're already making. But no, you just choose to basically... Spend all that just because you blew up now, you got a record label deal, and now you just go and freely spend your money. You don't even work. Yeah. It's called ignorance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called ignorance. ignorance. And it's, it's, uh, it's a tough thing because the, there's some people that just don't know because they didn't have the experience, they didn't have the information, and they have to learn through the experience. It's also from how that person really kind of grew up in mm-hmm. life if they just grew up having everything handed to them or just grew up with the mindset of like i don't need to really work or anything mm-hmm. then you won't have that experience like i feel like it's good for people to go and get a job like when you're young like you know 15 16 and it's like because you learn how to do things you know you learn the the ability to be proficient at something rather mm-hmm. than just being lazy and doing nothing. Yeah. And for me, cause I only had one job and it was basically at like this pastry shop in, uh, in Laguna. My mom knew the person working there. So she let me have like a, a little summer job there. Yeah. I only worked there for three weeks and I'll explain, <laughs> I'll explain why. Three weeks. I'll only explain why. Okay. So basically I spent that time during those three weeks I was cleaning windows. I was scrubbing the, the the toilets and stuff like that. I was cleaning floors, you know, and the lady, she was even teaching me how to make the food because there's food like, you know, pasta, you know, pesto sauce, there's uh, lasagna, there's tiramisu, all that stuff. And she was teaching me how to actually make these foods because I didn't know how to cook that much. So she was showing me like how to make pesto sauce. She was showing me how to like cook the pasta correctly and all that stuff. And then what happened was I, I was just doing this for three weeks and I was doing a really good job. Uh, three weeks later, I only got $300 and the lady replaced me with uh, another lady who actually knew how to cook and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. she basically repla- replaced me for someone who actually knows how to basically make food. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was saying, I can't have too many people working for me because if I do, this is going to be too much people. It's going to be too expensive for me. 
so I'm gonna have to replace you for someone else. Yeah, somebody I better. Understood that. <laughs> my my homie made fun of me for that. He was like, "Bro, you got fired after three weeks." <laughs> I'm like, "Bro, I just got replaced. I didn't get fired. Didn't get if fired. she fired me, she would have said you're doing a shitty job. You need to leave." Uh-huh. And I was like, "Damn, bro." Yeah. Like, I, I just got replaced. I did a good job, though. Like, I made sure them toilets and shit was squeaky clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you learn from a lot of things. And I think the don't run from uh, another thing is uh, don't run from the failure that that's it, it, it's it's what's going to make you successful. Yeah, it's exactly. it's a part of the process. Failure or yeah, failure isn't the opposite of success. It's part of success. Exactly. It's it it comes with it. You know, and the more you learn from it, the more you 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 start to understand all the hiccups, all the mistakes. You you start to become a better person, and that's what success is. Success is not something you go after and chase. As my favorite motivational speaker Jim yeah. Rohn always says, he said, "Success is not something you chase." It'll elude you forever, like a butterfly. Like it, you can never quite catch it. Yeah, you just gotta. You basically just gotta keep doing it for fun. You can make it more serious, but you also gotta keep that mindset of I'm doing this for fun. Mm-hmm. And then if you do become successful off it, then you'd be like, okay, so I'm in this position. I'm successful now off of this. I didn't plan to be successful, but I did get successful off what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So now what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. I'm not going to pay too much attention on it. I do I do pay attention at the fact that there is success under my name, but I want to keep focusing on the fact that I need to keep working on what I'm doing so yeah. I can keep succeeding more. And like, you know, like how we were talking before, like, you know, the uh, we started like recording all that. We were talking about how I've never met anyone who basically told me, no, I never had my, my downs. I've only had ups. And it's like, <laughs> no, nah, bro, you've had your ups and downs. Anyone saying they never did. It's just lying. Has never tried. Anything, exactly. Right. It's it it until you understand that failure and the hiccups and mistakes in life are going to propel you. It will always hold you back, and yeah. you'll be afraid to take chances. Like the the biggest thing for me is uh, memento mori, which in Latin means remember your death. Mm. That's, saying that that's a really good quote or like um wait is that where's that from actually uh, it's a latin saying I'm, oh, latin. I'm not i'm not sure if it's a i mean it's just yeah it's just a saying uh memento mori and uh i i, I heard it from tyler babin he's like a, a photographer he was a photographer and editor for gary v mm. and um yeah i had him on my podcast and he was showing me or no i think i saw one of his videos and he was showing his tattoos he has that Memento Mori tattooed on his arm. I and, feel like that meaning is like a really good, like a really good one. Yeah. And that helps me go past any obstacle, any resistance, because when you realize you're going to die, you have, you realize you have nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. There's literally nothing to lose. What can I lose if I just imagine this, like uh, every week or so, every like few months or Whenever I feel like it, I just imagine closing my eyes and never waking up. Really? Yeah, I do that because I need to know what that's going to be like. Because there's there's certain fears that we have that just come up. When you're trying something new, you're going to be fearful. It's just how it is. Like it's, It's something in our body that makes us fearful for some reason. I don't know why it's something 
bigger than me, bigger than all of us, I think. Um, but it does that. Yeah. And the only way to battle that is with thought, in my opinion. There's no other way. There's literally no other way to battle it with beside, besides thinking a different way. And the thought that works for me a lot of the times is thinking of my death and realizing that this isn't meant forever. Like, yeah, I have a limited time here in this body, in this time, right? Like where the, the chances of being born are 400 trillion to one oh and my. you got chosen and <laughs> you're here true. and you weren't born a hundred years ago. You won the born, race. <laughs> yeah, you weren't born a hundred years ago. You were born in the 21st century at that time in that family with these people, with this friend group and with the internet this all happens for a reason. Like I, I, I don't think it's by chance. Yeah. It can't be by chance. Like this is planned. And I know that if I don't do the thing that makes me fulfilled, that this desire has to come out, then I'll regret it at my death. Yeah. I'll regret it. And you know, on your deathbed, you can't change anything. Like you, exactly. You, and that's like, Something that I always think about. I always think about, like, yeah, if you don't take the risk for whatever you're trying to do and whatever path you're trying to succeed in, there's a chance that you could have missed out on something big. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I, I I don't know if a lot of people who are going to watch this believe in God, but I believe in God. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that God has a plan for everyone. He basically has everything written down on what you're going to do next, what you're going to say next, how, where you're going to go next, like what your plan is, when you're going to die, everything. Mm-hmm. And he basically has that all written down, but it's up to me on what do I do next? Yeah. Because he already, because God already knows what I'm going to do next, but it's up to me on what am I going to do next? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, I, I believe that, but, and it's also that, yes, you said uh, it's up to you. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Like, yes, God might have it all planned out. God, like it, it might all be perfect and the future is laid out for you. Yeah. But if you sit down and not do anything and expect it uh, to come for you, it's, it, that's just not how it works. I, I, there's like a, I think I listened to Les Brown talk about it recently. He's like, uh, if you, uh, opportunity, there's a famous quote that says opportunity will knock at your door, right? Or like it's in the Bible or something. Opportunity will knock at your door. Yeah. And he said it doesn't, un- it, it, opportunity doesn't knock, it waits. Mm, that, and it, it's waiting quote. for you to go after it. Like it's not going to come to you. Success doesn't come to you. Success is, it's, uh, it's basically a part of it. Yeah. But it's like, you have to go to it. You have to go to it. It's, it, it can only be done through your effort and deciding to go out and chase it. Cause I, this, what I believe more than anything is that what you're seeking is seeking you. Yeah. And, but the thing is you have to seek it. Yeah. <laughs> you, have <to laughs> seek it. you have to seek it first <laughs> or else you don't know what you're seeking for. Yeah. It's, it's like a, if you built a ship, right. If you built a, a, a magnificent ship, like a, a giant ship. Yeah. And you, it's the best materials, best quality. Everything is top of the line, but you don't put any crew in. You have no destination and you send it out into the ocean. There is 
there's nowhere it's going to go. You would just get lost in sea and probably have the ship destroyed. Yeah, ship destroyed. Yeah. And so that is who you are. You yeah. are perfection. Uh, that ship is perfect and you yourself are perfect. But it takes a little more effort on your end. To actually because, work it. To actually work it. Yeah. There has to be a steering and the way you steer your life is through thought. Yeah. And the thoughts you seek, it's very, it, it, it determines literally every part of your life. And that's what I realized over the past, like three, four, three, no, two or three years is that my thinking has controlled every result I've gotten. Yeah. And so I don't change the action. I, I, I've, I know the action is going to change because I changed my thought and I started changing my thoughts and I realized my, the circumstances changed because mm -hmm. I changed the thought. Like instead yeah. of um, being mad that a guest doesn't show up, right. Or, or something happening that is out of my control. Right. I allow it now. Like what it's out of my control. Why should I worry about it? Yeah. So it, it, it has nothing to do with me and we'll figure it out. Like there's, it's a different perspective. And basically what I'm trying to say is I choose peace in every moment. Yeah. I choose to look at it as, uh, in a positive way instead of a negative way, every single thing. And that's changed, uh, every result I've, I've gotten because it's gotten me to a place of better creativity, better thoughts, better actions, and overall improved like my, the way I, I view the world, like I have a better experience yeah. in life just doing it. And it's just like on, you know, like you said, it's like when it comes to, you know, how, um, what you're thinking on, like you said, every thought that comes to your mind is what, on how you do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that. I think that's like a really good way to see it because if you don't, you know, have your own kind of like, if you don't, because here's the thing, I'm a I'm a rash thinker, I, or like I I basically think of something and I just do, do it. it. I yeah, don't really yeah. think, and I basically am just like doing things without like actually thinking about like what's the stuff behind it. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to change that though because I realize that if I get myself into a situation where it's really bad for me, mm -hmm. then it could like my my rash thinking. Could yeah. just like end up to somebody be hands bad. you a contract, you just sign it or oh, something yes. like that. Oh, yes, a million dollars. Yes, please. Oh, what's this? You want to sign me for 10, oh, 10 million? Yes, sir. Yeah. And then come back and be like, oh, wait, I just sold my soul. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, yeah, I messed up. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's like not for me. I got to try to fix that like habit of having like a rash feeling mm -hmm. because if I if I still have it, then it's going to be like bigger problems in life because every decision I make is going to be off like rash thinking. Yeah. And it's just, I can't do that, you know, cause mm -hmm. then there's going to be a lot of things that is going to be a problem with it. And when I started making music, I, I, I decided, you know, I'm going to do, I, I didn't even think I was like, you know what, I'm going to try doing music for fun. And that's what I was trying to do. And I didn't really think much of it. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing it. And I didn't even like put in a second thought of like, wait, how should I do this? What should I do mm -hmm. for this? Cause when what's I first, a, what's a plan, like something to, what's the vision I have? Yeah. Why am I doing it? Yeah. All that, yeah. Cause when I was doing it, I'm going to be real. I was just bored as hell. <laughs> I was just like, I was using my laptop. It was like old laptop. And I listened to this one beat. It was a play with Cardi X, uh, ASAP Rocky type beat. Mm -hmm. And I listened to it and I was like, yo, I want to make beats now. 
So I go on YouTube, I search up how to make beats and and whatever style, right? Yeah. And I would watch like hella internet money videos because they would have all these tutorials online. I didn't know how to do it because I never played an instrument. I didn't know what yeah. music theory was or anything. I still don't really know what music theory is. Yeah, I just kind of like, when I be working on beats, I just do it by ear basically. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's also really cool to have like, like, you know, when it comes to music, I think it's really cool if someone had like the ability to like listen to things by ear, because that means like there's some sort of talent that, you should have or would have if you only listen to things by ear and realize, yeah. wait, this sounds out of note. This sounds out of key. This is not on key. This and is it might note. be a, a unique in in that sense because if somebody that only let's say most people do it by music theory, and then there's only a few people that do it by ear, but their music sounds different. Yeah, it's like a unique thing that they're creating. It's not uh, that it sounds bad. It sounds in yeah. its own way a, a great sounding experience yeah because i know people that have been you know been around surrounded by music for years mm-hmm. i was never really surrounded by music like that if anything i've only had like some experience with music because i was in like an elementary and the school forced us to play an instrument mm-hmm. so i would play the like the recorder yeah the and recorder. then <laughs> and then the violin in fifth grade and then sixth grade i played the flute uh-huh and I, I didn't like it. I was good at the violin, but it was just, I wasn't, I, I didn't like it. And then I would listen to music. And what's crazy is that like, when I would listen to music on my iPhone, I had like an iPhone 4S with no data. It was only Wi-Fi. So <laughs> yeah. any nearest Wi-Fi hotspot place, I'm taking it. Mm-hmm. So basically I would listen to, uh, it's such a weird selection of music, but I was listening to people like Ed Sheeran, Bruno Mars, and Tupac. Really? I'm not even joking. I had this one song from Tupac on my phone that I would listen to every time I was on my scooter or my and was skateboard. That, was this back when um, you had to buy the music? Or No, nah, this was still on like uh, streaming services. It was oh, okay. like when I was in sixth grade. Oh, okay. And this is when like SoundCloud at that time was kind of considered as a joke. Like, oh, people with uh, colored dreadlocks and stuff make music on there. And it's like... <laughs> Yeah, I remember though, like there was a time, I think when I was in sixth grade or something that, or maybe even earlier, that you had to literally buy every single song and, or else you wouldn't be able to do it. But my naive ass thought like, you know, why pay for it? And I I went on Google uh, and I started looking up ways to get free music. Like this new song came out, uh, I think Drake just released uh what was it his first album or something and i wanted to listen to it and i i went on just google and typed in uh uh so far gone uh free download or something like that and i landed on limewire oh LimeWire. I, i've heard of i i i've heard of limewire before i've dude it's the worst fucking shit you could ever use bro <laughs> i mean it'll get the music i mean it was good for music like if you could download music but at the same time it's going to download 20 fucking viruses on your oh, computer. Man, bro. <laughs> and by the end of it, by the, in like, I'd say three years, that computer, my family computer that we had, it wouldn't even turn on. You press power, it's not oh, even going to turn nah, on. Bro. They fucked up <laughs> the computer. So <laughs> and there's, there was also a different one for movies. Oh, no. I don't know if you heard of uh, uTorrent. I know uTorrent. uTorrent, bro. dude. I've oh, actually my used God. it for, um, Certain plugins, I'm not gonna say what they are, cause FL Studio, you gonna sue me. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my, 
yeah, I used to, me and my cousins would download that shit, uh, download movies like Kung Fu Panda or like Hunger Games or whatever on uTorrent. And we were just kids, bro. Our parents didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> uh, we were just downloading movies. They're like, oh, you're not paying for it? That's yeah, fine. Like, yeah. yeah, as long as it's not like money I or actually, I, I remember when my, my dad, when I was really young, uh, this was when like Netflix was still doing CDs. Yeah, yeah. And I remember my dad every time we would want a movie, I'm like, "Can you get the? Can you get this movie from Netflix?" They would get it, and then before they put it in, my dad would take it upstairs in his room, and he had this thing where it copy all the, the entire yeah. movie from the disc, <laughs> and then he would put it on a blank disc. In our house, we have this big folder full, full of, of discs with like yeah, the that, name on it's it. It's so easy to do with music as well, like that and. Back in the day, the computer would come with a CD, uh, what is it called? Uh, insertion, uh, inserter, like, like yeah, a, the basically thing the yeah, yeah, DV. yeah, it would come with that CD thing. And so all you would have to do is have the music put in a, a blank CD and then windows would already have this app pre-installed and you just like click the music and burn the CD and it would burn it. And now you have a CD yep. <laughs> and every, every parent or like everybody at that time who had a car had that, uh, right on the, what is it called? The, the sun visor. Everybody yeah. would have like a, 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 an array of CDs like that. They listened to right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's funny though, but that that's cool. Like how before it was like, you had to do all this just to listen to just free music. To listen, bro. Now it's like, you can just download SoundCloud and listen to music. Listen, whenever. I know YouTube, you can listen yeah. to it for free practically. What's funny was that like when I was younger, I remember I asked my dad, if he could do the same thing he did with movies for video games, uh-huh. I would give him like my Halo 3 game. I'm like, do you think you can like duplicate <laughs> yeah. this? I want to give it to my friend. And he's like, I, that doesn't work like that. And I, I was know. like, are you sure? But you did it with the movie. Yeah. Like, That's something different. I was like, oh man. I, cause that, I was like, cause I was telling my friend, I was like, bro, I can get you any game for free. I can get you GTA yeah, 5. Yeah. I can get you uh FIFA 13. I can get you uh this and that. Um, um, and I go to my dad and he's like, no, we can't do that. We can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. This, no, is, it was this is taking it too far over here. No, but what's cool now is that movies and stuff, they're like free to watch literally on any website. Like there's this website. I'm pretty sure you know it. It's called movie box. Uh, I think I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah, I literally use that website to watch all types of movies, TV shows, and everything. Yeah. Like that's how I started like watching shows like The Boys. Mm-hmm. You know the show? Yeah, I th- yeah, I know that. Yeah, I I finally finished like the third season on it. I just was watching it on like that website, mm-hmm. and it was in pretty good quality. I'm not even yeah. gonna lie, it was good quality. I watched. Some of the now there's gonna movies. be a shit ton of people on that site. Everyone's gonna be fucking on that site now. They're gonna be because the thing is, is that they literally release the movie as soon as it comes out. But the thing is, at first, it's like some sort of like webcam. Yeah, somebody's so, recording it with the camcorder yeah, in the movie, theater. and it takes like a week or two till they actually get it in HD and yeah. actually put on there. Like yeah. they have movies like the new Jurassic Park movie. They got like um, what's it called, the Black Phone. All mm-hmm. those movies, and it's really cool seeing that. And how much, like, technology has evolved to where it used to be having to copy CDs to now you can just go on any website and just watch it or listen to whatever for free. Yeah, now they, the the people that run the website, they do the work and just, like, give it out for free. And I don't even know how they make money. I don't know why they're doing it, but... They're just (laughs) doing it. I think they're just doing it for free. (laughs) I don't think that website makes any money. I think when it comes to websites like that, where you just basically just taking shit from online and putting it on there... You basically just doing with the incentive of like 
I or they might be selling free. your data. That's also another thing. That's probably another yeah, thing as well. That's it. Like, I don't trust Pirate Bay no more, bro. That shit so sketchy for no reason. It's just you go on there, and I get this weird feeling that something could happen if I download the wrong file, and I, I just stopped yeah. using the website completely. <laughs> I used to use that back in the day because I was trying to get Minecraft for free. Uh-huh. I think every kid was trying to I do know. that. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to pay $27 for this game. Fuck that. Yeah. So I was going on... Uh, Pirate Bay looking for it and I saw this message on the screen and this shit scared the fuck out of me it said warning you only have two minutes on this website before your VPN is revealed before your like IP is revealed to everyone and then I saw that because I had the broad knowledge of what an IP was and I had to search it up and it basically met your address and stuff and I at the time I thought it meant exactly like my home address and in just reality, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. basically what state you live in, like all that stuff. It's not like pinpoint. This is where Precision, you live. Precision, yeah. yeah. That's the FBI's was, job. I was so scared. I turned it off, and I was telling my dad, I was like, I was trying to download a game for free, but then this <laughs> message came up, and it said it was gonna find where I live. And my dad was just like, Why are you downloading? He's like, Wait, why are you trying to download a game for free? I was like, Because I don't want to pay twenty seven dollars for it. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I know that back then you we. I think our generation was the first generation to actually use the internet like as kids, right? Yeah. Like back, we would like play games on it and shit. And it's it's changed a lot, like of so much. Like back before, it didn't seem that regulated. Yeah, it wasn't regulated at all. You could do anything on there. Go on any website. Yeah, download shit. I don't think there was sales tax for Amazon for a long time either. Like there. People didn't figure out the internet yeah. for the first, like, you know, tw- I think 15 years. Of I the, think it's like when it I went on. to the internet, I was like in seventh grade when I first had access to the internet. Or like, I would say in the sense of Did having like... Did you have like, a computer class in elementary school? I ha- Yeah, I had like one of those computer classes. I mean like in the sense where you having like data on your phone and stuff okay, like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I've never had like data on my phone till I was in seventh grade and that's where I had the access to do whatever I want on my phone yeah, yeah. online outside of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside and it was like house. yeah, and I I still remember the days where I went to com- these like computer classes basically teaching you how to type efficiently. Yeah. I'm like, bro, no, I'm playing cool math right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Pop Tropica, uh what is that? Penguin game. It was uh, Club Penguin, yeah. all that shit, bro. I remember that one game where it was like this little alien thing that was running, you jump, and then it kind of like turns the thing. Yeah, I yeah. forgot what it was called. Oh my. Damn. On Cool Math? Yeah, it was yeah, on yeah, cool yeah. Math I forget game. what it I forget. I know that game exactly. What I it's played called. it all the time. I was trying to beat like, I was trying Were to see the how walls? far. Yeah, right? the yeah, walls yeah, that the wall. turn. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to see like how long I can last on that game because it was so much fun playing it. Yeah. And what was cool is that like, I feel like back then it was like, the internet was kind of more of like a brand new thing and it's just like I don't know looking back at it when I was younger I didn't really depend on the internet as much as I do now mm-hmm. before it was kind of like sometimes I would just go on a computer and play some flash game on like the on some random website like some stickman fighting game yeah but most of the time I was just playing on like I was mainly just kind of like either playing outside with like nerf guns or like these it was like these gel shooters it was like these um, what's it called? These little, uh, it was like these little balls that you put them in the water, and then they expand, and they're basically orbies. like these little, yeah, yeah they're like, kind of like, like orbies, yeah. But like they're they're kind of just meant to shoot out of like a gun and okay. stuff like that. And we would either do that, we would play tag, whatever. Yeah. And then if we get bored, 
I go inside and I play on my either on my Nintendo DS Lite or I play on my Wii. Yeah, and I remember Wii, the first the first video game I've ever had was probably the original Xbox. My dad got it from some random dude's place. And he, cause he got off like Craigslist Mm -hmm. and he gave it to me and my brothers. It came with like some star Wars game. I never played it, but, (laughs) and then he got us like this other game. It was called Sonic Riders. Mm -hmm. I love that game so much, bro. I literally found this game online. It was like a fan made version where it was like completely brand new graphics, all that stuff. It was like even controller supported. I download that shit on my (laughs) PC and I play every once in a while because that game was, like, one of the first ever games I've ever played on, like, an actual console or whatever. Yeah. And then eventually I got, like, a Game Boy Advance, and then I got a Nintendo DS Lite. And I was so jealous when I saw people who had, like, the DS with the cameras on it. Oh, yeah, and the yeah. DSi. <laughs> and I was like, bro, I was like, why does mine have a camera on it? And I was I like, I only have, like, the, the messaging thing, and it doesn't even work. <laughs> yeah. Like, PictoChat. Dude, the 2010s were a great time for gaming, bro. That was true, bro. It was... It, it's not the same anymore. There's so many cool games coming out. I remember I begged my parents to give me Halo 4 and Halo 3. Yeah. And then I had game other games like... Uh, what was There was like this one game. It was called Worms or something like that. It was some like random ass game where it's like a turn-based thing where you basically... I forgot the whole premise, but it was kind of like you have to like kill the other person by doing a turn-based thing mm-hmm. as fucking Worms. <laughs> and it, it, it was a weird game. And I remember... I had an Xbox 360 during, like, probably 2012 or whatever. I had a Forza Horizon, like, the first game. I th- yeah, it was the yeah. first ever Forza Horizon. And I had, like, a couple other, like, Xbox games. And I remember that the Xbox that we got, it came with Borderlands 2. My mom would never let me play it because of the cover art. <laughs> really? <laughs> she looked at the cover art. She's like, who is this sicko? What the fuck? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, dude, that, that that era for gaming was something else. Like, I remember playing FIFA 11 and and begging my parents to get, let me get all the FIFAs or going out and getting uh, Modern Warfare 2. Dude, Like, oh. all, the, all those classic games. You don't know. And then, oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go I was going to say, you don't know how badly I begged my parents to get me Call of Duty and GTA. Yeah. I remember the first Call of Duty I played was probably Black Ops. Mm-hmm. I had that, and then I got Black Ops 2, and then I found out about Modern Warfare 3, and then I started getting newer Call of Duty games, which sucks. Yeah. And then I got <laughs> Modern Warfare 2, and those games were all really fun. And GTA 5, bro, I went into that GameStop praying that the dude doesn't say anything about the M-rated thing. <laughs> I, try, I had to convince my mom for a week, uh-huh. saying, "No, the game is just a, it's just a shooting game. It's just that, that's what it is. You uh-huh. just kill bad guys." And we went there, and I was looking at the guy like, "Bro, please don't please, say anything. Bro. Don't say that's anything." It. And then the guy just like looks at my mom's like, "Okay, well, uh, I have to go over the game with you real quick because it is rated M for mature, and I need to make sure that you are aware that there are sex, guns, drugs." <laughs> I'm really? like, "Bro, what the fuck? Shut up!" And I'm like, and then at that point, I I told my mom I was like, "Oh, I was like, look, I know I didn't tell you." But please let me get the game. And after convincing, because um, I had to go talk to her at the car about it because yeah. she was mad at me. I remember she let me. She went back in and she bought me the game. I was like, Damn, let's go, let's go. <laughs> I got so lucky, bro. I was like, Damn. <laughs> yeah, GTA. I walked out of the store and but I that gave game the, was revolutionary, bro. That like, was, bro. It, I, I still else play like it, it every yeah. like once in a while. I mm-hmm. even got the game on my on my PlayStation Five because 
there was like a deal for it. It was like five dollars to get the game, or I think it was like five or ten dollars. I forgot, but they lowered the price for that game hell on. Yeah, they keep putting I mean, deals. it's, it's an old game, bro. Like it, it's. I'm it, waiting for GTA it, Six. Yeah, GTA Six has to come out, bro. I heard that. It, it, I saw some leaks on it. Apparently, Wait. it's gonna be in uh, what is it, Vice City? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that that'll be dope, but. What's hard for them is that they made this great game, like such a revolutionary game. How are they going to top it? Like that's, that's so know. fucking hard. Like they not only the graphics had to improve, of course, like that that can be done, but like what other part of the game, like the physics of it, the storyline, the characters, yeah. you know, there has to be something more there. I think they're going to do some crazy with GTA 6. I have this feeling that it's going to be crazy, not to mention um, the multiplayer. I feel like it's also going to be crazy as well. Yeah. And when it comes to like GTA 6, the story, because I saw some leaks on it. Apparently, it's going to be like the two characters. It's going to be like a two character thing. It's going to be like a kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde type of story. Oh, okay. Um, And it seems pretty cool to me. Uh, it seems like it's going to be cool. And then I'm also like, yeah, it's going to be like in Vice City or some like some fictional part of like Miami. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for that. And another thing I'm excited for is the music that they're going to put in the radio. The GTA yeah. radio, they have some bangers in I there, know, bro. Dude. I, I know heard uh, Dr. Dre put out like a just the he, he recorded a brand new album and just put it on GTA radio. Yeah, dude, that, <laughs> I heard about that. That shit was actually so sick. And not only that. But I also like started seeing like more modern songs showing up on GTA Five, like Shoreline Mafia. They have their song "Wings" on there. Damn. I also saw. I'm pretty sure I saw this. I don't remember, but I think there was a song from Playboy Cardi on there. Oh, really? And I was like, dude, there's no way they're getting all these artists on here. Yeah. This is kind of cool. Yeah. So imagine GTA Six. They're gonna have people like Yeet. They're gonna have new Drake songs on there. They're gonna have like Pop Smoke. Yeah. All, all these that. people, bro. They yeah. got Nipsey Hustle, everyone, bro. Everybody, bro. That, that that's gonna be a a like a great game. Maybe that'll get me back into gaming because like I haven't been gaming for a long ass time. I've been trying to game, bro. I've been trying to have fun with it. I spend most of my time working. Mm -hmm. If anything, bro, I just be playing this game like multiverses like all the time. Yeah. Like whenever I'm not working, I just play that for like two or three rounds, get off, and just start working again. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had more time to work on stuff like that because. Or, like, have fun with that type of stuff because, like I said, I spend most of my time working, so mm -hmm. I never really have time to be, like, playing video games, or if I do, I kind of get bored from it. I know. I need that one game that just really gets me hooked onto it. Yeah. I don't know what it is for me. I don't know if it's the same for you, but I always like playing those games that are extremely popular to where everyone's playing it. Cause then, you know, you got your friends playing it. You got other, you know, you got people online that you have on your friends list playing it. Yeah. Everyone's everybody's playing. playing. Yeah. That, that's definitely a better environment to play in. Cause yeah. you get to communicate with other people and then also have you, I mean, back in the day you would go to school and then talk to your friends like, Oh yeah. shit. Remember this uh, thing that happened in yeah. the game or whatever. I'd say one game that probably pulled this off was Fortnite. This mm -hmm. game had everyone and their moms talking about <laughs> yeah, it, bro. Yeah. They were talking about, and oh, my God, the Fortnite dances, uh, the the, the yeah. characters look like this. What made everybody go on it was it's free. Yeah, like, that was what, another thing. That's, if you have it free and it's a good game and everybody's on it, like, yeah. dude. Not to mention that, like, that one game with Ninja and Drake, that one game. That one game, it, yeah. it, it, That one game, Cemented. it seemed like, yeah, it seemed like, that was the okay for anyone to play video games. It doesn't matter who you are. You just play video games. You could play, yeah. And I thought that was cool, but now it's like that that game Fortnite kind of just like 
declined hella. I know there was a point where people were actually getting back into the game. I think it was like some chapter two, season one or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was some season like that. People were actually getting back to the game because there was no building. It was only guns. And that actually got me to want to play it again. Mm -hmm. And me and some of my friends, we would actually play it sometimes. And after that, it just kind of got boring a bit. And I was like, okay, yeah, Yeah. it's not fun anymore. It's not how it used to be. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like the charm of that game was the fact that everyone on that game was kind of like new. Yeah. It's like there was no like special skill gap in it. It was just everyone was new. No one really knew how to build or anything like that. It was just nothing. Like it was just, it came out of nowhere too. I remember. Yeah, it was during high school. I think what was it, senior year or maybe even no junior year for me. And uh yeah, nobody knew what it was. It came out of nowhere. My friends started talking about it. I go on YouTube, I find this guy Ninja. He yeah. seems to be the best guy at it. And this was back when he used to record in his basement, like with like uh just his bed in the back and yeah. shit. Like the the way back when uh he didn't have any, I think he only had less than a million subscribers at that point. Yeah, did you know that, like, Ninja was actually on, like, Family Feud, like, years ago? Really? Yeah, I found that out somehow. It was, like, a video I found online. He was actually on Family Feud, and he was, ba- I'm pretty, yeah, it was, like, Family Feud, and he was basically saying how, like, you know, that he he basically plays video games for, like, a hobby and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was so weird seeing him like that, knowing that where he is today. You, yeah. Like, I went, uh, when I came back from Italy, right, and I was in L.A., I, we were driving in a shuttle bus. I saw his face on, like, a billboard somewhere in yeah. L.A. I was like, what the <laughs> That's fuck? That's crazy. Like, imagine being that big to where your face is on billboards and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy level of popular. And I feel like, because when Fortnite first came out, I was like... At first, I was like, what is this game? This game don't even look that fun. It's mm-hmm. probably boring, this and that. And it reminded me, and the one thing that, like, I think a lot of people were kind of, like, making fun of it for at first before everyone found out, it looked like this one game. It was like some Disney game where you get these action figures, you put it on the mm. thing. I forgot what it was called, but the characters looked exactly the same from this, like, this one Disney game where right. it's just, like, you put these characters into this thing and it shows up in the game and I, people were just bashing it for it for that <laughs> yeah. and then eventually everyone was like wait a minute this game is actually fun i found out the game was fun and i started playing it non-stop with my friends and stuff it was a really cool game yeah it's it was definitely a fun time like and it got on mobile too that that expanded it and now then you're apple playing bandit it. yeah <laughs> apple bandit all that shit that was yeah, funny. that was that was a crazy time but yeah ninja shout out to ninja he he I'm I'm su- not surprised, but, like, I'm glad he handled everything, like, the success well. Yeah. You know, he didn't just, uh, you know, stop gaming. Now he got money. Like, like yeah. you, you could tell he loved to game. That was his passion. And even if nobody was watching, he would still play. Yeah. I think one thing is for sure that, like, his, his audience, even though he's still gaming and all that, I think a lot of his audience just kind of, like, left his content because a lot of things that I've heard about him was that he went too family friendly because before he was kind of like that one streamer that would just speak his mind and yeah, say dude, whatever he, he wants. He, he used to be explicit. Yeah. On he'd there, be like, bro. you're dog shit kid. Get off the game. Yeah. And, all that. <laughs> yeah. and it was kind of funny to see that now he's just kind of like this, this like person who's trying to like pander to children. And he's like, do not bully people and stuff. And then there's this clip of him saying, the fuck you saying to me? little shit." <laughs> 
<laughs> probably for advertisers though like that's oh that's yeah, the no, biggest thing definitely it's just because you know you get more money from that if you pander to children you get more money and that's just how it is yeah yeah it's it, it's a weird world we live in this, yeah because i know you, i know youtube was trying to do that where they're trying to make it like at one point you, you got to make family friendly content or else you won't get pushed up into the recommended section of youtube mm. they kind of changed that now to where it's like you don't have to be that family friendly because a lot of the family friendly videos that were showing up at the time were fucking weird. You had videos like <laughs> Elsa got pregnant with Spider-Man. <laughs> really? OMG. It was weird, bro. And it was on YouTube kids as well. And it was like, Damn. dude, who the fuck is watching this shit? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, kids, obviously. Cause I know. The, it's such weird content and people kids could just watch for like hours though. Like since, they don't, they, you know, they get done with school and they, they their parents just uh, have an iPad or something. They watch on there and they just keep watching the video and then they go to other videos. And then- yeah. And I remember like a year ago, cause I have this, co- I have this cousin that lives here in uh, California mm-hmm. and he basically, I remember one time we went, you know, there to meet family and stuff like that. And I would see his TVs on and he's just watching stuff like <laughs> okay. Coco Melon and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just like, is this what kids watching nowadays, bro? Uh-huh. Like when I was a kid, I was watching SpongeBob. I was watching Courage the Cowardly Dog. I was watching all the great shows. Now yeah. you're watching Coco Melon. I know, dude. The kids shows in the early 2000s, PBS Kids was on oh, point. Yeah. Like they're, they're, That was the best channel Nick, Disney, all that, Phineas and Ferb, like, you know, oh, yeah. you can't beat those shows, bro. Like, Best shows, bro. Best shows. Yeah. One of my favorite shows has to be either regular show Dude, or Spongebob yeah. in its early seasons yeah. because Spongebob now sucks ass. It's but, still going? Yeah, it's still going. The, yeah, didn't the creator of it pass away? Yeah, he passed away, but it's like yeah, Nickelodeon. It, yeah. It's Fuck. like they were waiting for this dude to pass away because <laughs> this man, I remember there was like this interview that he had or some where he basically said he will never make SpongeBob kind of like a like a like as a kid or whatever. Uh-huh. And then I was, the Nickelodeon they made like this parody or spinoff of SpongeBob where he was a he's a kid. Mm. And I'm like, bro, these mans are going against his wishes and shit. They just wanted him to die yeah. so they can put this shit out. Like just so that they have all the rights now. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I feel like SpongeBob now is just fucking gross out humor. They just try to do anything to think it's funny, but it's not. It's I remember not. I went on Instagram, someone put out a clip of like this SpongeBob episode and it was it's so weird because it's just like the animation and everything and like the comedy and it's, everything it's is too, weird. And now that the the quality is too good, yeah. right? I like, feel like <laughs> I feel like what made SpongeBob great in the first place is that it was funny for both people who are younger and people who are older. And that's yeah. why I think so many people love the show. That's why I love the show. And I think the seasons between one through at least three or four were the best. Everything after that was fucking dog shit. Mm-hmm. And I think like what happened is just they went to the direction of just being oh this fart jokes uh you know toilet jokes stuff like yeah, that and kids uh yeah. kids jokes i feel like if they kept it this i feel like if they kept it the same i feel like it would actually still be a show that a lot of people would still watch to this day because mm-hmm. bro spongebob has like been a staple for so many childhoods i know people who did it like there's like probably rap songs out there who have like a SpongeBob bar in there somewhere, bro? Like it's so. SpongeBob is probably in so many different countries too. Yeah, that kids, kids in different countries have been watching it. 
It's such <clears> an influential you know? show, bro. Like, it's just yeah. about a square sponge and a pineapple, bro. Dude, the creator must have been high as fuck <laughs> to come up with that shit, bro. Mu- Dude, he must have been smoking some fucking pineapple Zaza for that <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> He's like, wait a, a minute. Sp- a talking sponge. sponge. Starfish, squid. They, oh my god, bro! I know a show for this. <laughs> Krabby patties. Oh my shit god, like that. Man. Oh my god. That's but that's a, that's a legendary show for sure. True. Yeah. No, no show today. I think competes like no kids show competes with those shows that were in the early two thousands. That's not only that, but also league. movies, bro. Yeah, movies. movies were so different back then, and now it's just like they're kind of like boring as fuck now mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of movies from you know early 2000s i feel like they're really good but now it's like when you look at them they seem more like <coughs> kind of like i don't know the right word for it i think it's more like um i, I honestly don't know the, the right storyline or something it no like it's that. not that it's kind of like the whole like marketing between a movie like the morbius movie god man that shit was horrible bro <laughs> I, I like they try to market it like this is gonna be the next like really big movie uh-huh. and in fact it got fucking clowned on by everyone <laughs> yeah. it's horrible i feel like when it comes to movies there are some really good movies and then there's those like movies that no one ever talks about ever again it's mm-hmm. like one of those movies that you go to watch just a clown on it with your friends yeah and, and there were there I think before there used to be those bad movies, but you would watch it every now and then because it was just like it was bad, but good bad. Yeah. You know, like there's some comedies that were that that on Rotten Tomatoes, it might be 20 percent, but yeah. you just watch it because, you know, it's funny or there's a there's a line in there like Rush Hour, like the whole Rush Hour series. I don't know if you watched that no, I haven't with watched uh, it. Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. Amazing, like amazing movies. I, I mean, that was also, I, I, I think we we uh, ripped that off of you, Torrent, <laughs> just, to, just to watch it as I re- kids. I remember this one movie series. It was like uh, Final Destination. You know mm-hmm. that one? Uh, no, I don't think It I was basically it. this movie about these, like, these people that would get into, like, freak accidents, like, out of nowhere accidents. And it's basically, like... They those people would start like more and more of them would start dying until mm-hmm. like there's only a couple of them left and it's kind of like it's like in weird scenarios where someone could be like riding on a like a roller coaster or some and then some pole just smashes their face and just comes right off Damn. like it's like one of those movies it's I don't know it's hard to explain because I haven't watched them again but it's like one of those movies where if you watch it you'll be like damn this is good because one of the movies I, I remember watching from Final Destination. It was like one of the girls, she had like these psychic powers that basically know that there's going to be a freak accident coming, but she don't mm-hmm. know. She doesn't know when or how it's going to happen. And she's just like, wait a minute, don't go there. And then that person goes there and they, and then, you know, fucking dies or whatever. <laughs> Damn. But it's, it's like one of those cool movies that I remember watching. I thought it was really cool, but another movie series I thought was honestly, one of my favorites probably had to be Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Definitely yeah. Jurassic Park. But the newest movie, I don't really like it that much. Mainly because yeah, they do, I the, saw that. That was they do terrible, the fucking bro. hand thing all the time. Like, you know, with Chris Pratt, every yeah. time he's trying to tame a dinosaur, he's just like. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, like, let me, let me try to hypnotize you like, with my well, hands. Like, what you doing with your hands, bro? They can just bite it off. I like, know. 
I, I swear they even had like um what's it called? They even had the other characters doing it as well. They yeah. just were like <laughs> like bro, like Chris Pratt, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, like you should be fucking running for your life. Exactly, point, bro. Yeah. Or trying to like fight the dinosaur or some, bro. Like, why are you just putting your hand in front of it? Yeah. Like, damn. <laughs> I saw that shit. And I was like, bro, in a way they still making him do this. Cause they had that man do that shit for like Two other Jurassic World movies, mm-hmm. so I'm like, why are you, why are you continuing this shit? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's so it's such a weird concept, but yeah, the first Jurassic Park is really good. I love that movie um, so much. Yeah, nowadays I'm I'm uh, watching a lot of the the older movies, like from I'd say like 1960 to 1980. Yeah, like that 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 range right there. I think they call it the golden age of cinema. Mm. Even I think fifties, fifties, sixties, and seventies. I remember That's the golden age of cinema. I remember one movie that um I was trying to try to figure out like if I should watch it or not. I asked my homie about it. It was this um it was this one movie. I gotta try to um it was I think it was called Pulp Fiction or something like that. Oh I yeah, asked, yeah. Pulp I asked Fiction's my, a classic. Yeah, I asked my homie. I was like, bro, should I watch that one? He's like, bro, you haven't watched it. I know. And I was like. No, I haven't. He's like, bro, watch Pulp Fiction. I was yeah, like, dude. all right, bet. Quentin Tarantino, bro. No, definitely, bro. Like, that song, that, my, why did I say song? No, <laughs> movie. that movie is like, I heard it's like really good. So I want to try to give it like a watch and stuff like that and yeah. see how I feel about it. It yeah, probably is. It's, he's one of the uh, only, or him and Martin Scorsese are the only directors I watch for recent movies or Christopher Nolan. Mm. If I see Christopher Nolan, uh, Martin Scorsese, or Quentin, Quentin Tarantino and directing anything, then I go watch the movie and they still make movies to this day. Yeah. But uh yeah, if it's a new movie, then I watch their movie. But other than that, I'm not, you know, there's some movies that I go watch and see, but it's still not the same. Yeah. Like, Any movie from Michael Bay, I'm not watching it. Yeah. No, I hate no, that. I hate that. the fucking explosion. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, bro. The like, first Transformers, I think he, he directed Transformers, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that was a good movie but they are, they're good but holy shit just to- tone down on the explosions man. Yeah. <laughs> this man probably spent millions for that shit and it's like the cgi wow. yeah. <laughs> one one show that i would have to say is probably my favorite this is probably the opinion of like so many people but uh-huh. it has to be breaking bad breaking and bad. and better call saul mm-hmm. like breaking bad was something that just couldn't be topped and i, I don't know why but it's like one of those shows that I found out about it later on. Like, I found out about it, more about it, like, kind of last year. Mm-hmm. And I remember my homie was telling me about it, and I was checking it out. I was like, dude, this is such a good show. And I remember um, <laughs> my homie Lil Bubblegum, he he was even watching it, and I was like, okay, so I got to continue this series. I finished the series, and I realized how goaded this show was. Yeah. And I was like, bro, because I remember the show... Uh, in its early seasons, like season three, it was doing really bad. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, it started just doing crazy numbers. It yeah. started doing good. Everyone's watching it now. And I'm almost finished with the Better Call Saul series. Mm-hmm. I'm literally on like the last two episodes. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for both of them to come out because they haven't come out yet. Oh, okay. Once they do, I'm binge watching it. I'm turning on airplane mode. I'm not letting anyone ruin this shit. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I've been waiting for the final two episodes because I was like, dude, what's going to happen? Because I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's the cool thing about those shows. And I feel like... And I think it's a good way 
for them not to release it all at once. Like that that's how shows should be. Yeah. Netflix messed up with the binge watch the whole season yeah, of it. I because I know Breaking Bad, they did like every episode uh coming out every week. Yeah, every week. That's the best way to do it because you want people to go and talk about it. You want people to be excited for the next one. Okay, you I'm gonna call you uh and we, we could talk about the show afterwards yeah. and shit like that. You want that excitement, you want the build up, you want the social media build up. But when you have it all out on on the platform all at once, every episode you could just watch right away. Yeah, there's that's, nothing that's there, the you thing, could just bro. find out whatever happened, happened, and then that's it. Like that you only get that one spike and that's it. It's falls yeah. off. Like with with the with the show The Boys, I when I was watching it, I was like, This is a good show, but it's just I wish they had that kind of suspense where it'd be like an episode every week or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I still thought it was like a really good show and I'm waiting for the fourth season. It said it was going to come out like 2023 or something. So damn. it's like, damn. Yeah. So I'm going to have to a wait year. a bit. Now I'm going to have to rewatch like the last season again or something because <laughs> like it's going to be a bit, but it was like the final episode for that uh, series for that uh, season was like a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Like if you haven't watched it, bro, you got it. Okay. It's, it's good. Another but, show I watch is uh Rick and Morty, that's fucking. I goated. I kind of liked Rick and Morty in the beginning, but I feel like the newer seasons are kind of just too like in a way like meta based. It's uh-huh. kind of just like it's it's basically knowing that like this happens, but they're still doing it anyway. Type shit yeah. where it's <laughs> yeah. like, um, Rick would say something like in the show like, "Oh, if this guy's a villain or whatever, then I'm just gonna kill everyone or whatever." It's kind of just like knowing what's going to happen before it happens. Mm-hmm. And then it does happen. And it's like, see, I told you so. Type but shit. there's also sometimes where you get completely mind fucked because of what, like you, you have no idea that this guy is now, or that whole time the bad guy was Rick or like he's putting yeah. on a mask or some shit like that. I don't even know. I kind of was watching it around like season one to three. And yeah, then one after to three that, is the best. I, after that, I kind of just stopped watching it because I was like, eh, I'm not really feeling the show anymore. I thought it was an all right. I thought like the show was pretty good. Like there are some episodes that, like you said, they, they do something crazy and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, wait, <laughs> yeah. like, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> Like, with, like, the, what's it called, Morty thing from other dimensions yeah, and stuff like that? Yeah, or other dimensions. Like, I'm just like... Th- that's the reason I like the show is because they think so outside the box that you don't even have any conception of that idea until they show yeah. it to you. What their humor is, is kind of like... Their whole idea of it is being like smart humor. So yeah. it's kind of like you got to understand the joke fully out of the area to understand. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I yeah, see yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is. You so, have, you, yeah, you have to pretty much watch from the beginning and then also have pop culture references. Yeah. Like, the, like if you haven't watched Pulp Fiction, if you haven't, if you don't know Quentin Tarantino is, if, if you don't listen to music that was in the 90s or like you have to know yeah. certain things and to the people that do know those things, it's fucking amazing because yeah. most shows don't have that type of reference to that select detail of it. Yeah, and one show, I would say some of the shows that I remember watching on Adult Swim when I was younger, because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure everyone has waited for everyone to fall asleep, goes downstairs and turns on Adult Swim. <laughs> yeah. And I remember one of the shows that I used to watch was Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Uh-huh. That show was so good. And then there was this other show that I watched as well. Um, I'm trying to remember the name. I know there's Robot Chicken. I watched that. Robot Chicken. Uh, dude, that shit was so random, bro. It was just like, 
it was just some random skits for like 15 minutes, but it was working so well because it was stop motion, and that's what made it really cool. <laughs> yeah. But there was this other show um, that it was on there. I, I can't remember it. Um, oh, yeah, it, King of the Hill. It King was of King of the Hill. Hill. Yeah, I was yeah. watching that, and that show was like really good. I, I remember watching it, and I'm like, bro, like, it's honestly like one of the best shows that I've watched with like the humor and everything, mm-hmm. the art style, everything on it was just really good. Yeah, the storyline, all of it was perfect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a good show. Yeah. But, yeah. At I think what was it? I was yeah, for the most part now, like I said, I watch teach like uh movies and shit that are, you know, in the from the sixties and seventies because just recently I've started watching those and I finally understood why they call it the golden age of cinema because the acting, the storyline, and everything that goes into it is perfection. Like That's there, true. it's I watch like Clint Eastwood movies from like Westerns, uh, the good, the so bad, good. the ugly, like like it it doesn't have you know, the best quality, it's not in 4k or anything, but it's not about the quality of the, of, of the image. It's, it's about the quality the story and all yeah, that. of the, of the story, the quality of the acting, yeah. it, you know, they might not have the best special effects. Like it was in the seventies or sixties that they made this movie. So they didn't have all the effects. They didn't have the the highest end yeah. budget, but it's not about the effects. It's not about the budget. It's about people having this idea and doing whatever it takes to to make it uh into reality and mm-hmm. those movies are something special and you don't get that type of um of quality anymore like yeah uh, of no, performance true. one movie though that i would say was really high quality it had to be this one movie from clean from uh clint eastwood mm-hmm. it was this movie called the mule yeah it I was that, yeah, yeah that movie was like in my opinion, I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Just some old man who was being used as a mule and he didn't even know it till later on. He's like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing some fucked Clint up. Eastwood's so good, bro. Like he he's still alive today, which is crazy. Like 93 years old. Oh my god, bro. He's living his life right now. Yeah. As a 93 year old. <laughs> 90, like shit, bro. And you see his discography of movies, you're like, damn, mm-hmm. this guy made some crazy fucking movies. I gotta say though. There's this one movie that I remember watching as a kid. I never understood it until I watched it recently. It was this movie Rango. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That with movie, the, like with the uh, l- lizard or whatever. Yeah, with the um, I forgot what they're called, like lizard or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I remember I watched. That's a good it. movie too. I That's watched really it again, and I realized how good the movie was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, this is actually like really good. I just couldn't understand it when I was younger. Yeah, I and saw I, the trailer for it. Like on some commercial that that yeah. was going on when I was a kid, like it was just coming out, and I was like, "This doesn't even look good." Yeah, I but. was watching it at first when I was younger, and my mind, I'm looking at it now. I was thinking, "How is this a kids' film?" Because it seems that a lot of the stuff in it, kids are not gonna get. Because mm-hmm. I didn't get it. I don't know if. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anyone else didn't get it when they were younger, but uh-huh. I didn't get it when I was younger. Until I watched it recently, I was like, oh, so that's what he was talking about. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that's what his plan was and this and that. And I look back and I'm like, yeah, this movie is like really good. And I I honestly liked like the last scene of the movie with like the that snake dude with like the 
minigun on his tail. Oh, like, yeah. that shit was... Yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. That shit was so sick how they had that. He just had, like, some Gatling gun on his, like, tail and all that. Yeah. I, dude, that scene was, like, so good. Like, it was, like, this final scene where the dude, Rango, he goes up to him and he basically shows that, like, he, he would be able to kill him if he wanted to and he's not scared of his ass. Uh-huh. And I thought that shit was so sick how they, like, how they performed it. it yeah, was and... That whole thing was about like the water, right? Like there's yeah. something about water. No more water and stuff like that. And yeah. they're basically running out of it. It turns out like the the mayor of the town, he was basically just he was holding it in. Yeah, for he himself. had a dam built and whatever. He and basically was, you know, he wasn't even giving any of it to the town. He was just keeping it for himself and stuff like that. It's yeah. money or stuff. Yeah, that was that that's a good movie. It right definitely there. is. But yeah, you I I now have a level of respect for all movies though because of how much effort it takes to fucking create them oh yeah dude, it's there's so like a lot of effort. effort it's just not only that but the amount of money that they pour into this mm-hmm. stuff in the hopes that it does good because if it doesn't then they basically made way less than what they actually yeah. put the money in for and I, I took a entertainment um business entertainment class uh and two years ago like i think fall semester two years ago and uh they they taught uh, the teacher taught us about the how movies make money and the main reason the main uh the uh, what is it called the main income generated is through movie theaters and movie yeah. ticket sales in the first like month or two three months of a movie being released the whatever ticket um you buy that's the main income that yeah. is being now generated it's just streaming services yeah, you yeah. don't even streaming need to go to services the and stuff like that but what under what what cuts that um income down a lot is the marketing for it like the marketing expenses and yeah. uh, the promotion you got to do to to let people all know all the, mov- the the movies coming out is like millions of dollars spent yeah. and so you have to not only create the movie with you know a 50 million dollar budget you had to spend another 50 million on marketing and so that's a hundred million dollars that hopefully you can make back through ticket sales (laughs) you know and streaming and And i feel like a movie that in my opinion i don't feel like they had to spend that much money on was Mm -hmm. the new despicable me movie that shit got promoted because of ye yeah yeah. like the only reason why people went to watch it was because of ye (laughs) and i and i saw that um tiktok uh trend of wearing suits oh yeah they're wearing a suit and they have like the minion song playing yeah, yeah, in the, the background <laughs> and it, dude my homie asked me if i wanted to do it i was like bro i'd be down but then he went he watched the movie with his family instead and he was telling uh-huh. me like bro you don't want to watch it it's ass it's ass yeah and i was like Hold it's on. too short like the they cut it cut they cut it too short like it was it was a good movie like in general they had yeah. cool stuff happening but then it's it felt so abrupt. If they had a little more tying into yeah, like the the start of Despicable uh, Me, the first one, then it would it would have been great. Yeah, and the thing is, because when I went, I was like, hold on, I gotta see if this movie's ass. I watched it, I'm like, holy shit, that shit was ass. Mm-hmm. And I a- after watching it, I'm like, okay, so the stories felt super rushed. Mm-hmm. It just felt like that. Oh, it's just grew as a child, want to be a super villain in this group. Turns out that they don't want him or whatever. He steals the thing that they got, and then yeah. they just basically chase after him. But and then the thing is, is during the movie, there was like that one scene where like the minions are trying to learn like how to fight basically so they can save Gru. Mm-hmm. And 
they that shit felt so rushed. It was like <laughs> a, a like a two minute montage or whatever of them just basically not knowing how to fight, and then the lady's like, "All right, you're ready." Yeah. Even though they, I'm don't pretty sure anything. they have a longer version, but maybe the studio or somebody told them you got to cut it down. This for kids or something like that. And they they ruined it. It was like an it. hour thirty, but it felt like fifty minutes. Yeah. I was like, dude, I just want to leave. Yeah, <laughs> it just it just didn't seem like that good of a movie to watch. And I know there are gonna be people who are gonna get mad at me <laughs> saying that shit, but I just didn't fuck with the new Despicable Me movie. I don't care how many times people are saying, but yeet and stuff. I don't no, care, no, bro. It, there's a difference between that and then the actual movie itself. Yeah, I know there's people saying it was good because of, you know, the memes, the trends, you know, wearing a suit and stuff like that. I just can't get behind it. I didn't think it was that good, personally. Yeah. I felt like it could have been better. Mm-hmm. And if it was, then I would but be the, like, yeah. the first, the Spectable Me, is, is a classic. Like, that's... I guess, but I feel like a lot of people kind of see the, the studio behind... Despicable Me and all these other animations like Illumination. A lot mm-hmm. of people that I've known, they basically just see like Illumination as like a joke mm-hmm. company because they don't really make like, you know, that good of movies. Even though Despicable Me was a classic, like the first one, I didn't think it was like the best. It sure was a classic because mm-hmm. when I remember watching it as a kid, it was like one of those sh- like movies where I would watch it and I thought it was funny just because it was. Uh, talking minions they don't even say an actual word but looking (laughs) back it's kind of like you know yeah it was good memories watching it but it just wasn't a good movie i feel like what makes this company illumination that much money is the fact that they have children who are willing to sit there for two hours and watch (laughs) minions talking about a banana yeah and that's like uh that's like another thing and it's like not even like Children who are like 10 or 12. They're talking about like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about children who are like probably five or six. Yeah. Uh, he said, but I think the reason people watched this new one is because our generation who grew up with the first Despicable Me, you know, I, I don't even know when that came out, but like probably 2010 ish. Like I mean, 11, maybe. 12. But then those kid, those kids at that time, now this new one came out or like we're kind of nostalgic about that. That first one, you're like, might as well check this one out. I, I guess I could be the case for it. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I kind of see it. Because if you look at the other Minion movies that came out, they didn't get that many people wanting to go and actually watch it. Because yeah. if they did, they would have been generating more from people who'd be like, yo, I'm going to go see the new Minions movie. But it's like, it was more like, you know, it kind of amped up more just for the fact that, you know, there was the song built yeah, around yeah, it. It was even posted on Lyrical Lemonade, mm-hmm. you know, Rich Minion, all that. And people were like, bro, we got to go watch this movie. Yeah. Yeet's in it. <laughs> and I'm like, there was no yeet. Uh-huh. That was another. That's another thing, bro. There was no yeet in the movie. So therefore, that's an L. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. But yeah, speaking of Lyrical Lemonade, dude, I, I saw that new. Um, oh, yeah. The shoes. Huh? Like the shoes that they had. Oh, no, I was going to say, I didn't know about the shoes, but I'll check that out later. But I was going to say that new music video with Central C. Oh, I saw Dojo, that one. Bro. Dude, that shit has like, what, 20 million views now? I know. That's crazy, bro. I I got on UK rap and Central C specifically about a year ago. I like, always thought like the UK drill stuff was so ass. And then I kind of listened to it now. I'm like, actually, this is kind of cool. It's actually fucking amazing. Yeah. I, I got onto it last year and I know Central C has been around and the UK fans have been been on him for a long time even dave yeah um, who's also another uk artist i i started listening to these guys uh probably a year ago and now i'm like dude this 
a lot of my playlist is centered around UK stuff. Like probably like 10% of it is UK artists because I started to realize this, this, uh, this place that the UK scene has its own vibe to it. Yeah. uh, Its own, you know, thing, uh, a different way of, uh, of making beats or, the the accent has a lot to do with it too, like the the way they carry yeah. themselves and shit, like the cadence, and the all cadence, that. all of it, yeah, and yeah, Central C loading that song is fucking amazing. The the new one, Doja, um, Khabib is also amazing. Like yeah, and I think that's pretty cool. Like uh, I feel like what Lyrical Lemonade should do more. I feel like they should try to like get more like type of underground artists. I feel like he's just mm-hmm. going for the artists that are like really popping at the moment and all that because if you look at lyrical lemonade back in 2017 all that stuff they were getting artists that were unknown you mm-hmm. know and they're basically giving them a platform that make music on yeah. there but like, i think that at that time cole like cole bennett who's who runs it uh he was also uh not successful like at his shit like that was when yeah. the company wasn't doing well but yeah. like as now it's like at 15 million subscribers or whatever yeah and so now it transitioned to actually, you know, the yeah, mainstream artists. And I, shit. I remember seeing his videos with people like young bands. Yeah. And I seen like he was super small at the time. And now he's a he's like huge now just because of this lyrical lemonade videos and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I feel like that's what also helps it. But I feel like what Cole is doing right now, he's just going for any artist that's kind of like popping right now. Like, oh, Babytron's popular. Let's do <laughs> uh, the Emperor of the Universe song and just do that. And then, oh, uh, Baby Santana's popular. Let's just do him. Yeet's popular. Let's do him. Yeah. He's, he should start doing artists that are like, they're big, but they're not like as big as them where mm-hmm. they're like completely blown up and everyone knows who they are. If he did that, I feel like people would see that like he's also doing underground artists who have talent because mm-hmm. if that's the case, then that means, you know, you get more people yeah. checking you out and be like, okay, so he actually, you know, shows us songs that are actually good. He doesn't just do mainstream mm-hmm. artists or artists and you give in. them an opportunity to uh show themselves off exactly. to, to the world you know yeah but i was gonna say though like yeah with the shoes that they have uh-huh. I, I don't know if yeah you probably haven't seen them but they were like these nike collabs that really? they did like air force one collabs with a uh, lyrical lemonade they have like the the little tag on the bottom of the shoe yeah. and like the nike symbols like yellow is honestly pretty cool i might i might have to get a pair but yeah. i don't know <laughs> Yeah, I, I I haven't seen the shoes, but they they're probably dope. Like, oh yeah, they I, I seen the the their studio, like the I forget what. I don't even know if they have it cold or anything, but like their office space and shit. It's mm-hmm. like they have a basketball court in there. They that's have so fire, bro. Shit. Yeah, yeah. You gotta work and also have fun doing have it, bro. Have fun, yeah. That's the thing. I feel like that's also something with like that the uh, Mr. B's, bro. Like I saw this video. That of his warehouse where he shoots his videos. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah. I saw that too. It was like it looks so cool because like they do work, but they also have fun doing they have it. Fun, yeah, and that's that, that's crazy. You have to. You have to have fun, and when you're doing it, or else if it feels only like work, then you won't. Then you'll look at the clock and think, oh, "Okay, I got two more hours." Yeah, and like you never you, want it to feel that way. Yeah, like, like you're working at minimum wage or something. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I just want to get off. Dude, I never look at the time for any work I do. Like, anything yeah. I do, I, I never say I have two hours to do this or I, I, how long have I been working at it? Like, there's some times where I literally, like, skip lunch or, like, 
uh, or I forget to go to the bathroom because I'm so focused on the work and I'm just obsessed with it. Yeah. That it, it, nothing else matters. No, I and feel that. And my mom starts yelling at me like you haven't, you've been in the room all day and fucking, <laughs> but I'm just so obsessed. Like the, for her, the time w- for uh, she see uh, or she thinks the, the time it's been so long, but for me, it only feels like 15 minutes passed by because yeah, I'm so I know into that it. feeling where I'm just working hard on like my beats. And then my mom's like, uh, it's actually like one o'clock in the morning right now. I was like, we're, I was like 1 a.m. I thought it was still 10. Yeah. I thought it was still 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah. What? And I'm like, damn, bro. Time, time goes by fast when you're just hustling, bro. When you're just hustling and you, you have that drive to get it done. There's something about having a vision and then the act, you know, the action that's going to get you there. Yeah. And now it's just, it, it nothing's going to stop you. Yeah. Like that. ever since I finished high school, bro, I just have all the time in, in the world just to work on my stuff. You mm-hmm. know, I, I don't feel discouraged at all when I work because I know I ain't got to go to school anymore. Mm-hmm. And I made this decision in my mind that, and I thought long and hard about it. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to college. I'm going to continue doing the music thing because it's working out right now. It's doing pretty good. And it just, I don't see it as a need for me to go to college and stress myself out even more because I'll be going to college and just kind of like stressing myself over exams, homework, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to be honest, bro. I don't feel like college is built for me. I feel like that if I go to college, I'll be way worse off than if I didn't go to college. Yeah, that's definitely... For a lot of people, they feel that way because there are certain people that know what they want in life. Yeah. Right. Like if you know that this is the path I'm going to take and nothing is going to get me off of this, then go after it. Like this is the time actually to to do it at this young age that like, you know, 16, 17, 18 to 30 years old, like that range is the best time to take risks. Yeah, like I know all of my homies, like Lil Bubblegum, Lato, and my, you know, my homies that are producers, like OK Jamel, Nate Goyard, those people. Mm-hmm. Like they all, I don't think any of them have gone or are going to college because it's kind of like, you know, they already know what they want to do and they just want to continue doing it. Why have something in a way stressing you out doing it? Not yeah. to mention that the thing that you're doing is working out for you. So mm-hmm. there would be no need to go to college and just have all this more stress put onto you. Cause if I were to just, you know, yeah. Cause I finished high school. I have all this weight lifted off my shoulders. I feel free now. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how it would feel at the end of August. I'm going back to school. Boom. That weight is now <laughs> back put back up on me again. It's yeah. like, it just kind of circled around for a bit and then boom, it's back on my shoulders again. I have to carry that shit for another like two to four years, yeah. depending if I want to go to a university or not. And I just can't deal with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a choice. And I think everybody has to make that on their own on whether or not they feel it's right for them. Oh yeah. Definitely. But I think in the next, you know, I'd, I'd say 10 years, people are really going to question the value of college. That's true. I feel like people are still questioning it to this day. Cause if you look at colleges, bro, it's just, people just see it as school 2.0 mm-hmm. where it's just like, you're just going there just to learn stuff that you probably might not even want to use or have any type of knowledge knowing for in the future. Mm -hmm. Like I know my dad, he basically went to college studied to be an engineer, but he didn't turn out to be an engineer. He's working 
at like you know skincare you know companies and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's like i'm i'm thinking to myself you go to college you want to be an engineer but you don't turn out to be an engineer i see it <laughs> yeah. as like college is basically just one of those things where it sets you up for false promises where it's like, yeah, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. You end up working at a nine to five job that you don't want to work at. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like, yeah, that kind of basically set me up for a whole lie of promises saying you're going to be a doctor, this and that, even if you start working and studying hard enough for it. But that's just my opinion about it. But Mm-hmm. I don't know because, you know, I, I'm not in college right now, so I can't really say on the experience of other people I could be wrong. But that's just how I feel about it. But you're right, though, because people are questioning it, considering that, you know, there's the Internet and you can basically make money on yeah. the Internet. I've and seen, learn anything on the Internet. Like, yeah, the, like the, I've, the, I've seen so many people make hella money just on the Internet, whether they're investing in stocks they're doing music. They're trying to do drop shipping as their thing. Mm-hmm. They make hella money. And I'm like, bro, it's like when you learn this stuff online, what's the point of college? Mm-hmm. You know, I think, yeah, it it's for some people, but at the same time, <clears throat> it's not for everyone. That's true. Because I know there's people who want to go to college. Like one of my close homies that I've been friends with for like, like literally almost 15 years now. Yeah. He's basically, he was telling me that he's going to go to college for like a year or two and basically just you know, go there. It's like this, it's like this community college. It's like pretty close by. It's like, I think in Irvine or something like that. Yeah. So he's basically just going there for like a year or two or whatever. And basically, I don't know if he's going to come back and basically, you know, be done with college or is he going to go to university instead? Okay. So, and I, and you know, like you said, college obviously is not for everyone, but there is also a yeah, there's part a, of people who want to go there. Yeah, if you want to be a lawyer, doctor, sh- shit like that, it requires yeah. a degree. But <clears throat> for the most part, if you want to do something on the creative side you, or business related, it doesn't have to go through college. But it's a good experience, but it's not for everybody. And to those who know that, who know that, you know, it's not for them. Uh, the only thing is you should know what you, you, or you should know what you want or try to figure out what you want because without anything, like if you're just lost in life and have no direction, no purpose, and you're just, and you have nothing going on, that's the worst. Yeah. I'd be telling my brother this, like, Cause you know, I be telling my brother, like, you got to know in the future, like what you want to do, whether mm-hmm. you want to go to college or not go to college. If you decide not to go to college, you got to know what you want to do. Yeah. If you're not going to college, you don't want to be not going to college and have no plan at all. Cause then you'll just fail and you'll land on your, on your back. You know, and, if and you yeah. go to college then you have a plan sorted out and if you're in college, you might even decide halfway, you don't even want to be what you wanted or what you said you mm-hmm. wanted to be. And instead you spend those years in college working on whatever you wanted to do. Whether yeah. it's a, a This is the time to figure it out basically yeah. is this, this young age or even sooner. Yeah. You know? Even sooner. Yeah. When I found out I wanted to be a producer, I was like 14 and I was like, I want to be a producer. Yeah. And I, my mom was saying, this is probably just a phase you're going in. Cause I would always have those phases where I'm saying something like, I want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. But then I don't actually full th- like go through with it. This producing thing was different for me. I had a different feeling about it mm-hmm. because when I was younger, I wanted to be a video game designer. I realized that you needed a degree for that and you need to be good with math and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. Like coding and all that. Yeah. I'm not good with any of that. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. So I'm, I got to figure out something else I wanted to do. And music mm-hmm. came to mind and I was like, 
why not do music? So yeah. I tried that and just worked out for me. Mm-hmm. I still have a long way to go, but as of right now in this moment, it's working out for yeah. me. So I think that's good for me. What what helped me was I found uh, Gary V's profile when I was 15 years old. Really? Yeah, 15 years old, uh, and I'm 21 right now. But Damn. yeah, I found him way back. Uh, I forget what year that is. Uh, 2016, I believe. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, I found his profile, and I started listening to his videos. And one of the main things he said at, at, in that time was, "Do what you love, yeah. and you'll never work a day in your life." You know, do something that you enjoy, and you'll be happy and you'll be fulfilled. And that sticks uh, stuck with me forever, and it continues to stick with me because the the reason I, I do anything is because I love to do it, not because yeah. the result. I never look at how much money I'm going to make or is this going to benefit me in uh, like success wise fame or any yeah. of that shit. Like, do I enjoy it? That's the first check that I do yeah. is do I enjoy the process? Yeah. And if it doesn't check, then I don't do it. That's what something I've been struggling about for like, Probably early of this year. In the beginning of this year, I'd say this is something I kind of struggled with because at first I was thinking, well, what if I don't make enough money? Then I then I have to get a job. I don't even know if, you know, I'm going to be able to survive on my own with this and that. Mm-hmm. And I kept worrying, and my dad would always tell me, like, don't worry about that. Just keep doing what you're doing. The success will follow behind you. Mm-hmm. And I realized that now. And I finally came to peace with that, realizing that I don't have to worry about that stuff right now. All I got to do is just keep making music and just keep doing my thing. You know, yeah. the, the money will come in, but the money will come in eventually. The success will come in eventually. But what I just got to do right now is just keep working on my own stuff. Yeah. And, just keep and enjoy the process. Like enjoy even the the times where you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Where you're on the fence, where it's, you know, it's the ninth inning, bottom of the ninth inning. You have to hit a home run to survive. Yeah. Right? Like, that. that you got to experience those moments as well. And when you're in the lows, it's going to make you a, a diff. It's going to bring you to a place where something else is going to come inside something else is going to come from you like a a different version of yourself yeah. is going to come to to formation because there's something about being uh pressured right like it, when mm-hmm. you don't have all the resources in the world yeah and you don't have all the money in the world and you have this dream this idea this desire to go out and do something and you don't know how to do it that pressure is what's going to get you there because you don't know how, how much you can change. You don't know how different of a person you can become until you're forced to do it. Like when you have no other option except to change, you will change. And that, that I've experienced that many times where it's, there have been certain things that happened to me and I was like, okay, I could either stop right here, but I want this dream. This dream is calling my name. This thing that I want is right here. Yeah. I want it so bad. That's how I, you mean, know, bro. but, and then there's all these circumstances and these situations that life puts you in. And you realize one day that 
it was put there for a reason. Because yeah. if it wasn't put there, you wouldn't even get the dream. Yeah, my the gr- obstacles are. I, I, what was it? Um, there was a. There's a great quote that says, "Every obstacle you have in life, every problem you have in life, is perfectly disguised as opportunities placed specifically for you." Yeah. To, to go and discover and when you live life through that lens and realize that the problems aren't really your problems. Mm-hmm. They're opportunities that you have to learn from. You have to fail a few times here and then learn from that. You got to succeed here and learn from that. Yeah. You have to mess up m- hundreds of times and learn from it. And then eventually you, you'll meet somebody here that you, you thought was uh, somebody that didn't matter. Right. But then a year goes by this person now ha- gives you a connection to this person. And now you have a, a network of people and like that things just happen. Yeah. And you, you realize in the long run that it all had to be that specific way. And then eventually you realize you're living your dream. Yeah. And I, I remember my daddy, he would always tell me when it comes to like stuff happening in life, he would always tell me, he's like, don't see this as like a, a downside. You always want to keep your head up and keep pushing forward. Cause at the end it will work out. You don't want to just see something happening. That's not in your favor. It's not in your way. Mm-hmm. And you just, you just don't know what to do. So you basically just, <clears throat> what you're going to give up. No, you want to keep going and you want to make sure that whatever it is that you're doing, you'll seek it till the end, you know, doesn't yeah. matter what's in the way. And basically it's just kind of like how, if you know, with my music, if there's some sort of obstacle, like you said, where it's like, if it's in the way and it just yeah, doesn't any resistance, out. anything, right? yeah. any problem, basically, you got to just push through it. Because for me, what, what gets me to that state of like, literally nothing can stop me, like unstoppable fucking, I'll do whatever it takes. Like I literally die for this yeah. state of mind is purpose. I put a, a why to yes. everything yeah. I do. Because you need like a purpose yeah. to went, to for what you're doing. Because if you don't have a purpose, then you're just doing it for no reason, mm-hmm. basically. Like it, the, I think, who said this? Jim Rohn, I think, said it. He said, um, if you could put a why to any, no, uh, you could, no, if you, if you find a big enough why, the how is not a problem. Yeah. That's what he said. And I think that's true. And everybody has to have their own list of whys. I think you should have like at least five reasons, like five strong reasons that why you should go after this goal. Yeah. Because that's, what's going to pull you through because there are going to, there's going to be times I guarantee it. There's going to be times where you're going to be flat on your back, not knowing what to do thinking it's all over for you. Yeah. And I've had those times before. You're going to be crying. You're going to be depressed. You're going to be filled with anxiety. And there is, and those reasons will pull you. The reasons of why am I going to do this? Why, why go after that dream? Why, why do it? And for, for me, it's like for my family, for my happiness, for me being able to not regret my life at the end of it, you know, memento mori. Why? Like I, these are reminders. Your whys should be your reminders 
and everybody could build their own list and that's what's really going to pull you yeah. it's not the money like the, the destination is not what's important yeah it's not the getting there is nothing but the journey to get there that's what's important and no, you sure. having certain thoughts that you replay in your mind like something happens to you uh let's say somebody steals mm-hmm. you know ten thousand dollars from you that could that you know that could definitely hurt you and now you might think that uh your business is over my life's you over know, all that, yeah yeah <laughs> yes yeah, you know it's ten thousand dollars fuck how am i gonna get that back and instead you could just make a commitment like this happened to me and but the dream is the the purpose for my dream is much bigger than exactly than not than not pursuing it you yeah know? if you just look at it like that then it's just you won't see the real like the real reason into why mm-hmm. you're doing what you're doing and then all that stuff happens because when i see it right it's just when something bad happens right and then you feel depressed and everything you got to understand the the reason to why that you're doing the thing that you're doing and that you shouldn't feel that way you should feel way more happy you should feel happy into what you're doing you should feel good that you're doing mm-hmm. the thing that you're doing instead of you know like you said you know, getting anxiety, depressed, feeling sad, crying and all that. Because when something like that, something happens to where it doesn't work your way and then it just ends up falling and failing for you, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you got to see the reason into why, yeah, like you said, why you're doing the thing that yeah, you're doing. Those whys like, are going to get you through the obstacles. Yeah. Because without seeing it, I don't know how a person can go through it. Like, it, it you'll... The first obstacle you face, you'll you'll bend down and yeah, like you, you'll get thrown off your direction. Yeah, exactly. You know, you'll think that you'll start overthinking and then lose track of what you're really after. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, it's there's something weird about this universe and this life that when you go after it with a certain type of tenacity, a determination after this certain goal or this objective there is literally that you get to a point where there's literally nothing that can stop you. That's And true. that is when you get there. Like that's the moment yeah. that you get it when no, you believe yeah. in it that much that there's literally nothing. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, that place is where I like to be like that state of mind. It's Same. A, it's, <laughs> there's nothing that can stop you. It's like a creative haven where you, all the best creative ideas start True. flowing. You're like, oh, wait, I had this problem, but now, oh, wait, this solution came into my mind. Yeah. Of, okay, I needed to talk to this person. Okay, I need to set this up. I, let me go on YouTube. Yeah. This video, oh, this is the perfect video that I needed to watch to gain the knowledge. And then now it seems easy. Like, fuck, bro. That, yeah. It's it's a... It's a big it's process. A weird, yeah, it's, it's a process that... I wouldn't trade for anything. Like I'm glad the universe is designed this way where you have to go through journeys and yeah. it's not just handed to you. Like you imagine you everything, have... uh, everything you wanted, you could think of and it's here. Yeah. That would just be no, no challenge. There's no nothing challenge. to work hard for. Cause if you, you just have everything handed to you and it's just like, you're just sitting there wondering what's the point anyways. Cause yeah. you're not earning or, getting anything in reward. It's kind of like the same 
with kids who were born in very rich families and those families just give that kid whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. It's like, then what's the point of even trying to earn anything if you can just have it handed to you? What's the point of asking, what's the point of trying to, you know, save enough money so you can get that, let's say, new designer shirt that you've always wanted, right? You can just get that shit handed to you. What's the point of trying to save up so you can get music equipment to do your own thing when you can get it handed to you? Mm -hmm. And be like, what's the point of getting all this equipment to do like podcasts or whatever, if you can just get it handed to you, yeah. there would be no point, you there, know? Yeah. It, it doesn't give you the hunger. It doesn't, that, yeah. It doesn't give you the hunger to keep moving, moving forward and keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. It just, it just doesn't. Cause feel. there's like different levels of achievement and you could go to any level and the levels you get to pick, like you get to decide what you want. Like this universe is, unlimited basically like you could pick where do you want to go how much money do you want to have yeah where do you want to live like all these things you could decide and go after and then that's that's your objective that's your plan yeah and i think that's our gift is being able to choose because no other animal that i know of can do that yeah not you know that there's only human beings have the capacity to think and be able to choose the destination. That's why we're the smartest creatures on this planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there, there, uh, Jim Rohn also, uh, you'll probably like this story or this uh, idea. He said, uh, yes, we have this ability of choice, but every other life form on earth besides human beings strive to the max. Every other life form. That's- A tree grows as high as it possibly can it grows as many leaves as it possibly can it digs its roots as deep as it possibly can you've never heard a tree growing half as high as it could yeah trees don't grow half it grow all the way it's gonna grow as high as it possibly can and uh you know a cheetah runs as fast as it possibly can uh any animal strives to the max because that's what's inside its genetic code its instinct is to be as much as it possibly can but only human beings human beings what's the potential of a human being yeah what's the potential it's unlimited yes it's just unlimited it's like we don't know that potential until we actually figure it out how what what is the max for a human being but only human beings don't strive to the max because we have the dignity of choice. We don't have to strive to the max for to be alive. Yep. And we could, there's a minimum that you have to do, but you could go much more than that. There's a much further thing further that you could limit. become. <laughs> there's, there's a lot more than that you don't even know now that you can become, but it's there for you. It's yep, there. Definitely. The knowledge is there. The ideas are there. The skills are there. It's waiting for you. The opportunity is not going to knock at your door. You have to go out and seek it. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to wrap it up. I think so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, though, bro. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate was, it, bro. Thank you for uh, having me on here, bro. Yeah. My first ever podcast. First ever podcast. How long was it, bro? How long? I have no idea. Two hours and 14 minutes, bro. Damn, bro. We went at it. This shit actually ended at...
58 minutes, I think. Really? Oh, man. Damn. Okay, this thing. Wait. That shit ended at 58. Here, let me, let's wrap it up. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, this camera, for some reason, hopefully it, it recorded most of it. I hope so. But, um, yeah, let's wrap this up. This is a long-ass episode, <laughs> two hours <laughs> and 15 minutes. This was fun, though. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you again for coming by. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Peace.